Oh. Well, there we go. Dumb. Just do it again. Okay. All right. So yeah, we're in. We're in. Uh, this is this is this is a uh, welcome to Mister Podcast with Claude and Justin. Okay, that's what it is. And um, oh, sorry, sorry, that wasn't the real thing. That was the rehearsal. That was the or rehearsal. Was it, or was it real? <laughs> sorry, I can't tell is the difference this rehearsal? anymore. Are we rehearsing? This is my normal life. <laughs> um well this is for real uh this is going on the podcast um okay yeah no we can start okay you ready i'll count down yes okay do it five four three two welcome to mr podcast with claude and justin and our special it's guest jenny me <laughs> welcome special guest jenny hello uh, welcome to my presence all of you. <laughs> well, your presence is a presence. gift to us. Oh, my presence is so, enough. Oh, we're here no. talking about everybody's favorite cinematic universe. Marvel. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke because everyone disagrees about that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the long and short of it is uh, McHugh. What was that? McHugh, right? McHugh. That's what all the hardcore fans call it. <laughs> uh, Justin and Ginny have just started uh, getting their feet wet in McHugh. Um, <laughs> That's uh, right. So you're, you're in for a real treat, Claude, because we know almost nothing. <laughs> that's what's great. And that's why this will be a fun podcast, because I know almost everything. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely like true. one of those, like, like, the one person knows the stuff and the other person's never seen it before. And you everybody's know, like favorite podcast format. Yeah. We're doing that gimmick. Yeah. Not intentionally, but that's just kind of how it is. So it's convenient for our purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this stuff was um, not particularly of interest to me. So I just kind of ignored it for the last, I don't know, how long has it been going? The first Iron Man was like 20, 2008 or something. So, yeah, like, I don't know, how many years is that? Like, 13 or something? Yeah, I've just been hiding under a rock. I have technically seen a couple of them over the years, uh, including that one, but um, not many. And I definitely didn't know, like, anything about the larger stories that, you know, I feel like the Avengers sort of brings them together. um, And uh, I, uh, uh, mainly it was because, you know, you suggested watching... um, WandaVision and that like to understand the the context for that show that you know that we should watch um the Avengers movies Mm -hmm. um and I mean that was you know that was true um yes and 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 also I sort of feel like we should have watched like 17 other movies as well you were right about that well there's Um, some diminishing returns as 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 it's related to WandaVision particularly there's diminishing returns in some of the other movies you haven't seen in terms of how much that would have helped but uh Mm -hmm. so you guys so basically you guys watched the four Avengers movies and WandaVision and then over the just recently and then over the years as the movies were coming out you caught a couple sort of here and there yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just want to state for the record, uh, I don't have anything against comic books or comic book movies. I don't have any. But like, no, no, no. Just as just, I did not grow up with them, and mm-hmm. so I don't have. So it just never 
struck me as something like, oh, go see this. When mm-hmm. the first Iron Man movie came out, uh, people told me it was so good. Go, you know, you gotta go see it. And um, I remember that uh, I found it entertaining. I was a little off put by the the arrogant uh, male character. I felt like I, I didn't didn't really speak to me. So I, without getting ahead of myself, I was pretty pleased with the arc of Tony Stark. The Tony the Tony Stark. Tony arc. Stark with a C at the end. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't and... work that well when you say it, but on paper it's great. <laughs> right, it's great, it's great. And uh, and we did see Black Panther like the rest of America, and uh, mm-hmm. enjoyed it when it came out. It yeah. the movie, yeah. the Marvel movie, it. <laughs> and we saw the Marvel movie. Penny, the Pennywise, Marvel movie, is, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pennywise yeah. on uh, Thanos's army. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. that that no, I have to reject that. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about Thanos later. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh please, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. I've been I've been waiting years for you guys to say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm super excited. I've been such a fan of these of this whole saga for a really long time. I think Marvel is the ultimate modern storyteller, just in terms of consistency uh, across different writers and directors and producers and stuff. There's almost there's only a couple that I think even kind of are bad in some sort of objective way, and the rest I think are sort of good in that kind of you know. Does it pass the, a good movie, you know, bar and before it gets into like just being completely subjective, like you're saying about like, are you interested in comic book, you know, stories uh, adapted from comics and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, the Avengers movies in particular are even more, you know, this sort of uh, uh, team up idea of, you know, what Marvel did of having these, you know, origin story independent uh, solo films and then having the in, characters introduced that way and then teaming up, teaming them up in their own super franchise, which had never been done before, uh, was really just mind blowing. So I remember when the first Avengers came out and it was really incredible. It actually made me like the characters I hadn't liked already, like Captain America. I was not a huge, I wasn't that interested in him at all. By the time Avengers came out, I thought his first movie I did not like. Um, but it was that, you know, it's that thing of like, you know, like when you watch Star Trek shows, right, where there's a certain point where you start to just like the characters. It just, yeah. they yeah. just finally wear you down or whatever, or they finally do something that you're like, oh, okay, now I get you. And you're, and yeah. so like, now I'm all about Captain America. Like, I think he's, he's, um, he's, 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 yeah, one of the best, you know, uh, portrayed characters in the whole thing. But so I guess, um, uh, Huh, and then you guys, so there's a lot to talk about. I know we don't have a ton of time, so we'll have to be uh brief in, in, in sort of the thing, but I guess, I guess, um, maybe, maybe, maybe like what are your like either a rating or a general overview of like each movie, and then I guess maybe we can then talk about what, and then we'll talk about WandaVision after, I guess, maybe. Sure, that sounds great. But first, I'm curious, what? Why did you not like the first Captain American, uh, Captain America movie? We have not seen it, um, so um, spoilers. But why did you not like it? No spoilers, but tell me why you didn't like it. Well, to any extent, when you started liking the character later yeah. from the Avengers, yeah, movies. yeah. So what I so um, the character that Captain America is. Uh, 
it, it, it's the thing that we've seen in other movies before where, you know, Captain, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, this is the name of his first movie, is an origin story. How this, how this guy goes from, you know, a normal person to a super soldier, basically, right? And while there was a lot of good moments in the movie that I liked in the, on the action front, the story itself wasn't really about the character that he ends up being, you know, by the time he's in the Avengers for sure, which is really, really interesting, you know, cause he's, he sort of fully realized Captain America. Right. So I think that's part of it is the, the first movie. He's just not, it's, it's, a, it's the transformation story. And so some of that wasn't that interesting to me. I do think it is really well done. And like, when I go back and watch it again, I have a different appreciation for the story that they're telling. But yeah, at the time, I just wasn't really wowed with the story. I didn't find it that interesting. And it just, it's um, its like a, where they leave off with the character um, is, is not as impressive where we find the character in the later stuff, which is who he is for most of the, 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 the cinematic movies. You know, so I think that was I think that was the big thing. Uh, Captain America Two: The Winter Soldier is my top one of my top five Marvel movies uh, because now he's the character I want to see in that sequel, and he's operating on a new level and having bigger challenges. And just the style of that movie, it basically is like a one of the magic things that Marvel has done is all of their comic book movies are in some sort of genre non comic book people can identify with. So like Captain America, uh, the first Avenger is basically like a war film. Uh, the second movie is like a 70s spy thriller, I think is the biggest sort of touchstone oh. of that movie. And so the action is really grounded, uh, close quarters, you know, just like if you, if, if like if I implant that idea in your head, like a 70s spy thriller, and then you watch it, I think you'd, you'd pick up and go, oh, okay, I see like what's happening here mm-hmm. uh so i think and so like ant-man like that those are generally heist movies you know so all of the movies have this other major genre that that is built into the structure that makes it really easy for people to latch onto. and i think that's why they succeed more often than the dc stuff which i think mostly just stay as like disjointed comic book movies you know mm-hmm. um yeah Thank you. Yeah, I was just curious because I I think there's uh, it took me a while um, to kind of warm up in the in the first Mm. Avengers movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of foundational work with that, um, you know, and part of that was just me learning who the characters were. But part of it was the the filmmakers telling new viewers, you know, it sort of reminded me of when you watch Mm -hmm. a movie that's based on a TV show and you're a big fan of the TV show. You, you may not be like you think about like the x-files movies and, mm-hmm. and some others where it's I like yes to. yes yeah <laughs> right exactly yeah. or like star trek movies where if you know assuming that you're a fan and you know the story you want to go deeper into the mythology yes. that you already know but they're they're also like writing mm-hmm. it for people who are not mega fans exactly. so i think that was that was one of the things going on in the first movie um but uh, it took me a while to care about Captain America. But clearly, like, over the course of the four movies that we watched, he does become, like, a, a mm-hmm. very interesting uh, character. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but Justin, what do you, what do you think? So, Cla- Claude asked, uh, what did you ask? For, like, what's your, yeah, what's your general rating of the first of the first Avengers movie? If you, uh, you know, 
number out of five or ten or however you want to score it or whatever you know i'm just kind of curious the first one just the first one yeah we're t- yeah just talking about the first one right now I guess. um out of out of out of five just say what it's out of just tell us what it's out of no i'm just i'm just trying to figure out how i want to um you can do do ebird style four star reviews if that's better if you want to use that (laughs) so we can compare it against other movies he's rated yeah 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 no 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 actually so i've been listening to some lost slowdown and the thing we used to do was it's this great podcast that you should all listen to um, if you're hearing this, there's no doubt you know what that is. Anyway, um, uh, we used to do letter grades uh, for the episodes. So, mm. so let me do. Let me I'll, do. I'm on guard of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of in the mood for for letter grades. I like so a good I letter like grade. a theta. You can give it a theta. I think. Um... <laughs> yeah, which alphabet? <laughs> Letters from which alphabet? <laughs> I I actually like that idea, but no. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, so yeah, I would, I think I would give it, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, it was, it was, it was entertaining. It was, it was, uh, fun. Um, uh, there's one thing I, I really loved from the movie. Uh, if we talk about it in detail, I'll, I'll have to mention that. Um, but I think overall I would probably give it something like a B minus, ish something like that b minus c plus it depends on the part of the movie uh there were parts i enjoyed uh more than others i think you know it was a bit of a shocker uh jumping in uh not really knowing the characters i think probably you know uh like you said about the first captain america movie i think you know uh i had this experience with uh deep space nine where like when i first started watching it i think you even referenced star trek earlier like i didn't really care about the characters or i wasn't into it and so like you know, I just didn't really appreciate it that much early on. But when I went back and rewatched like the pilot and stuff, I was like, wow, these characters are great. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I got it, you know? So anyway, it's possible because it was the first one, it, it was, uh, it was a transition yeah. for me to, to get used to the care. And if I went back now, I might, I might like it more, but I think, yeah, the Loki uh, scepter you know like that stuff was was fine and then there's mm-hmm. these like aliens that come and attack and like, i don't know it was just Sorry, a bit yeah. Uh, yeah it was just a little uh, i don't know generic i felt like the plots are more interesting in the late in the movies after the first one uh and i also think the characters are more interesting in the movies after the first yeah. one so 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 yeah basically i feel like it was a, it was a solid start but it was it was just very um you know, just solid, but not spectacular. So anyway, yeah. that's that's where I'm coming well, from. Well, of course, leave room, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that that makes sense because, like, you know, my impression of that movie when I saw it <laughs> before the other ones existed was like, holy crap, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so so comparing them to having seen all of them in short succession will definitely make them feel uh, the the relative ranking is important there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we watched all of this within a week. So I yeah. forget if you already mentioned that. But yeah, yeah, it was a pretty short amount of time. And obviously that's not how they were released. So I'm sure it was a different experience if you watched it and then waited for three years or whatever mm-hmm. for the next one. You, you guys know. basically watched like a, a, a short TV show starring the Avengers. That's what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is which is something that really uh worked for me. You know, I mean every you know, you everybody knows that you know i like i like that tv serialized stuff so 
so it was fun for me, you know, to to, to go through uh, to go through the story and and have it kind of develop mm-hmm. over time and and have these threads. You know, mm-hmm. they do this. They do those Thanos teases. And they do, even in the first one, they do a Thanos tease, and you don't fucking mm-hmm. Thanos doesn't do shit directly no until the third movie. But that didn't yeah. work for us at all because I saw it and was like, no, it meant that? nothing. We were like, who's that? Is that supposed to be a big deal? So we Google I, it. It's Thanos. Who's that? <laughs> so. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. my uh, I'll say Bruce Banner is. I appreciate it more now. Let's just yeah, say, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Bruce Banner is interesting. The Hulk is not, not interesting to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I found it very interesting. Hulk the smash. Hulk That's smash. all there is to say. Uh, yeah. So the sequences where it was like I don't know, it felt like twenty minutes where the Hulk and ScarJo are fighting, and it's just not mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not here for that kind of movie, but I, I did think like the Bruce Banner character is interesting. Yeah, yeah, he um, was good, and I liked the. Uh, I especially liked the integrated Hulk from the last movie. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that talks like he doesn't actually even do Hulk stuff for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very strange. It was like. But then you Hard also, but you to... also only get that one scene with the the straight up Bruce Banner with the the scene with Tilda Swinton. Yeah, it's basic. He's basically Bruce Banner in Hulk form. He's the Hulk personality yeah. is kind of not really there, and that's yeah. you know he we, looks like Hulk, but yeah, yeah, that. and, and that's actually a thing I, I don't like about that character arc. I, I don't. You know, if we were going to nitpick some stuff, like that's the thing I don't really like how the Hulk was represented in the last two movies and the whole. I, I didn't feel like it really came to anything um, important. I do that. agree that it didn't come to anything, but I liked the idea. And, yeah, yeah. And and I and I liked the. I it was just there was something compelling about watching you know this giant green monster just act normal after the first movie is where when he turned into the Hulk, he was just like out of control, like Mm -hmm. jumping up on airplanes and, you know, like smashing everything. Yeah. I, I, I like the, the, the 180 degrees character arc uh, across the movies, but I just, there's a part right before he becomes like the integrated banner Hulk character where I just don't ever hear, you know, because there's a whole thing in infinity War where Hulk doesn't want to come out and play. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I just feel like I don't know what the resolution to that is. I don't know. I'm kind of confused Hulk. by that, actually. I don't I'm surprised what... that it yeah. doesn't seem like that was filled in. There's actually only why. one Hulk movie, apparently. I just yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So like, and... so like, Ruffalo has never played the Hulk Correct. in his own movie because it was Edward Norton in the first one. So yeah. I just oh, think wow. that's strange. Like that mm-hmm. because it does. It's I, Hulk, I had assumed the there was Hulk a movie a, there. His his first movie as the Hulk is Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I was sure that they filled in the gap between uh, no between the, the Infinity story, War and Endgame. No, the story didn't. that's playing out in the Avengers movies about Hulk is that's that's all you get from that's all you get. Whole, and they like they do make the points that okay, Hulk doesn't like he's not Banner, right? He doesn't like to be associated with Banner, and he also doesn't like what people think about him. And so you see that playing out in Avengers Two: Age of Ultron, right? And, and so you, 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 it's like, I I see the pieces that they're going towards, but like in infinity war, when, you know, lives are really on the line and banners like, come on, Hulk, what are you doing, man? I need you to fight. And he's like, no, I just want that next beat of like, why not? 
Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. It's like I can intuit that Hulk has some problem, but we just now they there is a, now there is another thread after um, after Avengers two where it ends with the Hulk leaves the fight and he's in the Quinjet and like Scarlet uh, Black Widow is like trying to bring him back and he cut, turns off the um, the computer. You guys remember that part? Yeah, I think so. It's like the end of the movie. Um, um, it, he shows up in Thor 3 uh, Ragnarok and they continue that thread about what was going on with, with, with uh, Hulk and you know hulk and bruce uh, and then he teams up with thor in that movie so they do do some more about like what's happening with the hulk and and mm-hmm. that whole thing but i just feel like i i still get confused like by the end of that character arc of like what was hulk's main problem mm-hmm. you know and i get part of it is hulk and banner can't really talk to each other like right. you know, and that's the scene we need <laughs> is for them to talk to each other and for Hulk to be like, I want to, I want my own whatever, you know, I don't want to be you or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, but okay, yeah, yeah, I think that that's got like, um, like Justin talks about this a lot. Um, our aversion to like zombies as mm. villains because as like the monster in a story because they're just they can't really express um intent or complexity of thought they just destroy and mm-hmm. i mean like that's I, I think that's my my problem with hulk they sometimes though it does see i don't know i was trying to you know not knowing not knowing the comic books and only knowing as much about the hulk as they tell us in these particular movies i was trying to figure out like a little more about the psyche i could not i was so surprised that the Hulk did not eventually emerge in Infinity Wars after mm-hmm, all of mm-hmm. that. I thought, you know, they must be building up to some big moment yes. when Hulk That's is not the same thing. Yep. Yeah, that it just it just didn't happen. Um, uh, I did think so. One thing that I didn't know about the movies, oh. uh, I didn't I didn't know how Thor and Loki uh, fit in in terms of their being mm. in the like viking mm-hmm. pantheon or whatever yeah. uh so i think it's it's interesting this um this premise that that they're like aliens and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gods and um so yeah i don't know i think w- one thing that i just enjoyed about all of the movies and um to a somewhat lesser degree wandavision um was that like you you just sense there's this vast vast mythology um Mm -hmm. so even if i don't understand like what are they referencing or this is clearly about something that i don't know about like i just it it makes it really rich and textural all those little indications of the world beyond um Mm -hmm. i just felt like the fact that they were drawing from such a robust uh world or set of worlds meant that the writing um I don't know. It just it just seemed more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's true, and you know that's the thing. The whole and you know Infinity Saga, as it's called in the comic books, was was basically all laid out. So they were able to figure out well, what is the arc of all of these Avengers movies going to be? Who's the main villain, and what's he after? And so they had a lot, and then of course they just have you know thousands and hundreds and thousands of 
of stories about these characters. So they, they can really dial in on, and, and then they know what fans liked, right? So they can really dial in on what are the, the you know, which versions of these characters have fans liked it in the past and which stories did they like and things like that. So they can really hone in on like, okay, what should the MCU be? What should we be telling? Like, what's the best thing to do here? It's almost, you know, so that, that yeah, the, the, the adaptation power that they have is really, really huge. Um, so what'd you guys think of Avengers? Okay, so sorry, Jesse, you said it was one thing that really- Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Since we're talking about that- I was gonna try to guess what it was. Was it like a moment? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a moment. There's a moment, a specific moment that surprised me. You'll you'll see a thread here, I think, um, <laughs> with the things I enjoyed about the movie. Is it a character uh, moment or like an action moment? It's I, I guess I would call it a character moment. Although I guess that's a stretch. It's like, not an action moment. It's certainly not an action moment. Okay, I only I only know action moments. <laughs> Okay, so what was the thing then? I mean, technically, there's an action going on on screen. No, what I really liked the uh, the ending in the shawarma place. Like, ah, I, mm-hmm. I just I really liked that because, like, you know, New York's been like destroyed at the end. I mean, it was yeah. crazy how much damage was going on there. I was just like, holy shit! Um, it was like out of control, and then, and then the nuclear missile gets involved, and oh my god, it was like so. You know, I mean, I say so over the top. I mean, honestly, like compared to the later stuff, it's actually not even that over the top. But at the time, you know, it seems so extreme. And then, you know, and then, and then Tony Stark's like, "Hey, there's a, there's a shawarma place around the corner, or whatever. Like, we should go there. You know, it's good." And I'm like, "That's ridiculous. That makes no. There's no way they're open if." This shit just happens in New York. Like, come on. Like, like they surely have closed because their shop's destroyed. But at the end, they cut to it and they're like sweeping up and cleaning up and they're actually there and they're just sitting there silently eating shawarma. To me, that was like, <laughs> that was an amazing moment mm-hmm. for, you know, for a story like this. Like a, a quiet, weird, like they're just eating shawarma so anyway yeah that you'll, you'll see the, you'll see a thread with the moments i enjoyed stuff that doesn't necessarily pertain to the plot or even necessarily the characters but uh but i just thought it was uh i just thought it was a fun addition that was totally unnecessary mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and, and i guess i appreciate stuff like that you know yeah not yeah that's a it's a great moment and it really helps i think um humanize the characters yeah and, yeah you know, especially because tony, tony throws you know it sounds like a classic offhand comment from tony yeah, it's like a joke you know but it's like not even serious. yeah let's no i'm hungry we've worked up an appetite there's a real place <laughs> and like of course they're just gonna sit there because like they just got through all this so like it kind of makes sense that they're like they're just like okay we're just gonna eat like i don't have energy to like Mm-hmm. Do anything else <laughs> you know it's just kind of it's amazing i it's an amazingly quiet contemplative and yet kind of amusing i don't mm-hmm. know it, it it hit it hit the right tone for me and and i guess i guess the other main reason i was impressed by it is i was so sure that it was like just a ridiculous just a throwaway line, line yeah. you know and, mm-hmm. the, and then they and then they made it real and so it's just i don't know it uh it it uh it worked against my expectations in a nice way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at, at a d- totally like different end of the 
of the spectrum uh, of the movie. Like there's there's this whole thread going through about Shield and mm-hmm. uh, Coulson and the mm-hmm. idea that they want to use the Tesseract as a weapon. That I think a lot of that was sort of lost on us because we had no context for mm. the background of Shield and all that. So like we picked it up, but it didn't have the punch that I think that it that it should have had. And, yeah, when it comes to the sword and the shield and the hydra, and it, I just, I, I definitely get confused uh, what we're supposed to think about all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's developed maybe a little more in some of the movies we haven't seen and maybe TV shows as well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. I mean, I find it interesting, but I remember there's this moment in the in the movie, um, you know, they're, they're still on that like flying aircraft carrier uh where it's like this awkward scene between uh steve rogers and tony and um and uh samuel jackson Mm -hmm. uh fury and where they're like they're upset with him because they've discovered that he wanted to use the tesseract as a weapon and he and they feel like you know he's like misled them and and I, it just, I said something at the time, it's like, the, this is supposed to be landing in a way that it just isn't for us because we have no frame of reference. And, uh, yeah. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, now we do, now Coulson is a character that was introduced in Iron Man. Um, and okay. we do yeah, know, we do know a little bit about S.H.I.E.L.D. in terms of it just being sort of like this kind of, covert CAA like uh organization but throughout most of those movies before Avengers there's really not a lot of exploration or details beyond that so a lot of what you're seeing uh now we do you know um we we I think we see well that movie came out afterwards so yeah so yeah I guess I'm trying to say there's not a lot you're missing from the movies by the time you yeah. get to Avengers one and, and as it relates to shield and stuff, if, okay. I, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. I just expected that. Kind but, of- uh, but after, right. Cause they had the TV show and. Um, you know. Yeah. Now the TV show obviously is, is called Marvel agents of shield. So it's all about shield. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope uh, so. Yeah. Surprise. There's no shield. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that, yeah, so they definitely explore it more, but, um, um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's not, it's not the most important thing in the Avengers movies. Yeah. Yeah. For, for like following the story though. Yeah. Fair enough. It's just, it felt like something that ought to carry a big punch and it sort of, it seemed a little anticlimactic and rushed. So one, one thing that, that I think you're, you're, you're feeling there too is that the Tesseract is introduced in Captain America's first movie. So the big MacGuffin in that ah. movie is the Tesseract. So you, and that's where we do get uh, all about Hydra. So Hydra is basically what Captain America is fighting in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they're on the side of the Nazis during the World War. Oh, and, yeah. All right. And, Oh, yeah. that's why they say like Hail Hydra. Okay, exactly. I knew that was a Nazi reference, but I didn't know they were literally Nazis. Yeah, they're okay. literally Nazis, and that's <laughs> a big, it's a big wow. deal that they were literally Nazis. That that comes up, uh, but they're basically a fascistic organiz- military organization, like covert, and you know, uh, and 
So, so when we, so when you get to Avengers one and you see the test track, you should be like, oh, that was the big thing in that movie that we knew the bad guys wanted and w- had a lot of power. It was almost played like, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Indiana Jones, the, um, not the Holy Temple Grail, but, uh, uh, um, what was the big thing in that? Uh, the can't remember Raiders, Raiders of the, the Last uh, Ark? Yeah, the Lost Ark, the the, the Ark of the Covenant. That's what Ark of the Covenant. Covenant. Yeah, yeah, the, which was in that movie about Nazis trying to get the Ark of the Covenant for world power. So oh, yeah. it's very similar storyline there. Um, and uh, yeah. so that's another thing. Yeah, when you see the test track in Avengers one, that's some of the subtext there is the audience. You know, some of the audience would have known like that was a big deal, and mm. and like messing with that is is um, is really crazy. Now what? What we don't know, which is a really cool surprise later, is that the Tesseract is housing an Infinity Stone. Yeah, and that's where right. Power comes from. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah that was the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was a huge thing. Yeah, t- Tesseract. I, I, I. The first time I heard the term Tesseract um, was uh, Interstellar. It's weird how, like, Tesseract seems to always tie in with, like, time travel stuff. Like, I don't, I, I I guess it's, like, it's the fourth, I don't know, like, the fourth dimension is time or something. Yeah, Yeah. like, that's sort of that. It's just weird, like, because, like, seemingly those stories have nothing to do with each other, but they both, like, seize on this idea of the Tesseract as something that has some, you know, relationship to traveling through time. So, yeah, anyway, Mm -hmm. I... I, yeah, before watching that movie, I literally thought that the Tesseract was something invented by a wrinkle in time. Yeah, it's apparently <laughs> in a wrinkle in time, too. I, I, I was yeah. very confused. I'm really surprised by that. Uh, yeah, that was like I took in the first movie, I took the Tesseract, as you said, as a MacGuffin, like that it was just a thing that, you know, the bad guys wanted and the good guys have to keep them from getting it. Mm-hmm. And. You know, and then there's also these other, like, lesser bad guys, I guess, or at least ambiguous guys or something um, who maybe want to use it for a weapon or something. But just to say, like, you know, is it like I took it that it didn't really matter what it was. So I didn't really mm-hmm. worry about it, you know, in the yeah. first one. Like, it didn't really bother me that I had no idea because I felt like it didn't, at that point, at least, it didn't matter. I think it makes sense that later on they, you know, either either it's a retcon or it's from the comics or it was a retcon in the comics or whatever. Anyway, the point is like they made it, you know, tie in, which is which is good. Wait, what what are you saying is a retcon? Just that it has a infinity stone, you know. Oh, I see. Like I don't know that that's a retcon, but I'm just saying like it kind of feels that way since there's oh, no yeah. No, all of the Infinity Stones have a housing. Yeah, that's kind of a theme of the stones. It's like they all they because most because most beings cannot touch them because they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. That most of the times when you see them, they're in some sort of housing that okay. you know that that allows them to be either manipulated or the energy to be used in some way uh, because. Mm-hmm. They're just, and, and and fun fact, uh, the Infinity Stones have a really really interesting origin. Um, the the mythology behind the stones, which was not really specified in the movies, is that basically the reason that they even have the powers they have is because the stones used to be um, 
they're basically each stone is like a part of this um, galactic entity that used to exist. Uh, so there was this consciousness that had the power of space and time and power and soul and all the, the, the six mm -hmm. powers of infinity stone was part of this being's power as it, as it existed in the universe. And so at a certain point that being, I, I think it's some sort of Dr. Manhattan kind of thing where it got like a lot of ennui about life or existence or something, but basically like decided to split itself up <laughs> into these mm -hmm. parts so, so at some point the stones could like recombine and this entity would exist again. But so that's what you're, they are kind of playing at a bit in Age of Ultron when uh, they scan Loki's scepter, which has the mind stone. And Tony discovers that there's, you know, the first thing he says to Bruce is what does it look like it's doing? It looks like it's thinking. And they, they have a sense of there's some, some consciousness that's in there. And then they, they end up calling that Ultron, right? When, when Ultron comes online and, he, and he's talking to Jarvis and he's like, where am I? This feels weird. This is strange. It's basically because that's the, the entity is now getting this consciousness that it hadn't had in eons um, mm -hmm. because it was like dormant in the stone or whatever. So anyway, that's the, a bigger, crazier thing with infinity stones. And, uh, and there's a set of stones for each universe. Cause there's, you know, multiple universes in the, in the Marvel yeah. universe, but, but the stones can only actually have power in their original universe. So like, if you got infinity stones from the universe next door, they wouldn't work in this one kind of thing. But um, huh. yeah, just thought there was some mythology. Yeah. You. So that's why the stones ha even have power is because they came from this entity that used to be, that the stones used to be. Yeah, I feel like there's a scene in one of the movies where they explain that, or somebody explains that in a really, really fast and truncated way. And Yeah, they don't say where the stones came from, but they, they do say... When the, they basically say they came from the Big Bang, which uh -huh. you could maybe think of as when the entity made himself into these parts. That's when okay. the Big Bang happened. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's really something. What did you guys think of Avengers Two: Age of Ultron? Justin. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, number two, yeah, so I really liked number two. I think number two is the first one I, I fully enjoyed. Nice. Um, I found there to be <laughs> we only had one chance before, so it's pretty good track, record. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did enjoy the first one, but I found myself like act uh -huh. like you know, like really enjoyed yeah, the second you one. already because you knew the characters more, right? I think it helped a lot, but I also liked the plot more. You know, it has this um, classic kind of sci-fi, um, mm -hmm. you know, AI comes to life, but he's not really evil in the normal way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I liked the way they portrayed the Ultron character. Um, I liked the, the voice. I liked when his first appearance uh, when he's in the like broken down robot yeah. body, like yeah. there was something really, I don't know, effective about that uh, scene. Mm -hmm. And I, I liked the voice. I liked his like ideas. Um, probably liked that scene because it was basically a horror scene. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. That's yeah. That, it's it's yeah. It's pushing those buttons. Um, but you know, like he wasn't just like, and I think this holds for um, Thanos as well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, he wasn't just like, um, uh, oh, I'm gonna kill humans because like <laughs> they're shitty or, or something. You know, it was, it, there was a 
there, there was a more like specific rationale than that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was like thoughtful about it in a weird way. And, you know, all this, I mean, the vision stuff um, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, was really interesting. And then when they have their confrontation and they have this like discussion about stuff, it just got like really sci-fi. And I think, mm -hmm. I think that was a context that I enjoyed uh, more so than the first, so which I, you know, I guess is technically also sci-fi, but it's more just like aliens attacking. And this was more, you know, artificial intelligence. Um, there was more um, discussion about the philosophy around what they were doing and why. Yeah. And wrestling with like the, you know, what is, is Tony right? Should he be, should he make a suit of armor around the world or is that wrong? You know? And I think yeah, what the movies do really well is get into these philosophical debates. Um, the third one, uh, Captain America Civil War, which is uh, probably my favorite Marvel movie, um, which is saying a lot because I love a lot of them. Uh, the whole basic central thing is a philosophical debate between Tony in Captain America that drives the entire action of the whole thing. And it's really well done. So if you liked what they were doing in that one, uh, the, yeah, Civil War is really good for that kind of like, it's an action movie, but we're going to stop and talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're going to yeah. talk about it and like see who's right and wrong and why and, and go from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I always, I don't know, this is just me. Like I, you know, I enjoyed like the the first forty five minutes of Star Wars before anything happens. You know, I I, I, I do like those quiet scenes um, with the characters just like talking in rooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the action is like the the release and and you know it's exciting and stuff. But um, yeah, I think I get I get more out of those scenes. Um, the the other thing that this movie had was I mean you know it introduces the uh, the, the Wanda character as well as uh, Vision mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, so this was like, you know, this was the reason I was even watching these things. And I think it's interesting that, you know, when we're introduced to her character, what she primarily does in this uh, first movie is, you know, send, I guess, send visions to, you know, the Avengers characters. Like they have these weird... She shows them their worst nightmare, basically. Yeah, yeah that's that's what it was. I honestly, I started getting confused by it because it seemed like the visions were also like prophecies or something or pseudo prophecies or like they contained real information, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. isn't it true that like one of those visions is how they, is how they discover that... Um, it's how they discover that there's an infinity stone in the Tesseract. Isn't that, isn't that, doesn't that come from, uh, doesn't that come from one of those visions? Thor's vision. Uh, well, uh, yes. Thor does see that the stones have an important role to play here. Um, but the way it actually happens, I believe Ultron, he's giving a lecture. I, be, uh, I forgot, I think to the doctor or to Scarlet. I can't remember. Uh, um, to Black Widow, I can't remember, but basically he's he's saying, you know, uh, humans don't often look beneath the surface and he takes the scepter and he breaks it and then you see the stone inside and then he places the stone into the vision, the body that will become the vision. So that's mm -hmm. how we know the st stone's inside and I think Thor, Thor and Thor's vision, which was a weird little sidetrack he makes to have that vision, it's super like 
I don't think that's the best writing the way it just feels really sweaty. But um, he's he like, oh, by the way, well, he didn't even he didn't even go to we didn't even go to Asgard. He went to some place on Earth that that he that was like, oh, by the way, there's a mystical place on Earth that I could go to to have a vision real quick. <laughs> didn't I mention that earlier? Really? No. OK, let's not talk about it. Um, but so, yeah, so in his vision, he has he has a vision of the stones. Uh, but I think by that point, the stone is in vision and he just points to it or something if i remember correctly so yeah 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 that was where i got confused it was like it was like like initially i thought oh she's just like tapping into their minds and showing them you know like a like a lost sort of man in black uh manipulation or it or something yeah you know kind of thing mm -hmm. no it's more than that it's uh it 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 shows them what they will do almost like yeah but then then it was like oh it's actually like a vision of the future or something but then it's like weird because i don't think they or she even knows about that stuff so i so i just i got like it's it's a little tricky because i think it's sort of vision of the future but but that's because their worst fear is in the future and their worst fear happens to be this thing you know what i mean so i think it's a coincidence I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't even know if coincidence is the word, but basically like, you know, he, she, she does the mind trick on Tony and she basically sees him use the scepter to destroy the world. Right. Is that, that's what mm-hmm. it appeared to be. Right. Um, right. When in reality, you know, um, um, you know, and he talks about like he, you know, he saw all the Avengers die around him. And the worst thing was that he, you know, he didn't die. And that's what prompts him to like, you know, go forward with, with Ultron and Vision was because he had this fear that he wouldn't be enough to stop what was coming. So part of it is prophetic in a weird way, because there is a threat coming. Thanos is coming. Uh, the fate of the world is coming. But it also is related to just kind of what their actions might be and their sort of worst fears about that, right? Like Thor's fear of of him like destroying Asgard, you know, through an action or something like that. Um, so it's I, I think yeah. it's, it's it's a Venn diagram of it of it being a coincidence, <laughs> um, and then of it being like a prophecy thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting the. Um, the idea that the that the hallucination or whatever it is um, causes Tony that the, that the question for Tony is like is this a result of doing this thing or is doing this thing what I need to do to prevent the thing that I saw in the hallucination that's mm-hmm. sort of like a classic um, classic kind of vision dilemma that you see in tv but i thought i thought it worked well um i i thought this movie was had a lot of humor like there was a lot of funny Mm -hmm. scenes in it which i liked and uh and the interpersonal uh scenes with like like at the party before ultron um reveals himself to them uh, mm-hmm. you know th- those scenes were really enjoyable oh right the thor's hammer thing the like, thor's hammer scene yeah was great. yeah they're just like hanging you know mm-hmm. I, yeah i love those it's scenes like the, it's like the swammer thing where it's like they're off the clock exactly 100 yeah, yeah yeah 
Yeah, but I love best... the the that when uh, when Captain America tries to pick it up, it like wobbles a little bit. You know, they're like setting and that up. You guys will never know what how that messed with the minds of fans for years before we get to <laughs> Avengers Endgame, where we see that getting paid off and the mm-hmm. moment of Thor saying, "I knew it," and what that because people had speculated yeah. for years still speculated for years was was he really worthy wasn't he did he did he know he could pick it up and decided not to because he didn't want Mm. to insult thor or you know like what was his what happened when when he sort of picks it up and it moves a little bit but so is it him being gracious and going i'm not going to take this away from thor you know or did did he even know he could do it there's like all these questions you know so so when you're getting you know all these years and you get to end game and it's the the culmination of 10 years of films and it's just like mm-hmm. you know a million movies and stories all in one and clashing in this this final climax and all of our heroes are getting their ass kicked you know it's like how could they be losing you know again <laughs> they lost the first time in infinity yeah. war you know and and then you see the i mean that's one of the best moments in all yeah. of them yeah. not only that whole yeah. fight but but just the hammer lifting up slowly with the dirt levitating and then it flies away and we're like, and then it passes Thor. And you're like, wait, what the hell? Like who's, who called it? And the, I, like, guys, I'm, I'm feeling the electric vibes I had in the theater when like it comes, it ricochets back to Cap and you're like, holy fucking shit. I, you know, you just can't believe, you just can't believe yeah. that you would see that. Now, obviously if you read the comics, you know that that was a thing in the comics, but I, I didn't know that was a thing in the comics. Mm-hmm. And so, and then that whole little uh, the next couple minutes of the fight where he he's he's pulling out moves with the hammer that Thor has never even shown on screen. He's inventing new moves, fighting with the hammer and the shield. Like, it's just like, the thing that I love about these movies is just that, like, human spirit element, you know, and, like, that thing that we, we see time and time again in stories, right, of, like, what can we achieve when we are, like, really put to the test, you know, when, like, mm-hmm. when it really, really, like, matters, you know, and that's the kind of movie, that's the kind of moment when it's like, this is it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you can call lightning down for the first time ever and create like new combo moves to fight this fucking, you know, <laughs> alien who wants to destroy your planet for the second time. Like, yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is great. And so that's what's great about those moments like you guys are saying when it's like really low key and they're just hanging around. Like one of my favorite scenes of all the movies is right before that, the part right in the party scene between um between um uh, a black widow and um and bruce banner and they're just talking over drinks and for a moment it becomes a noir scene it's a 100 yeah. 1940 scene from 1945 i i've even watched that scene in black and white and it's really effective like <laughs> scarlett johansson it's one of my favorite performances of hers and that's in that one scene whatever she's doing it's exactly why she's a superstar And I, and it's just this one little thing of them flirting with each other, you know, and trying to figure out their relationship. And then there's, and then, you know, if you guys have seen the movies, there's this whole bittersweet thing where like, they'd never really get together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the whole, uh, the thing with, with Captain America and the, and the hammer and all of that, you know, it's, it's just really nice then when he, you know, he, he goes back in time, you know, in the, in the very, very end of the mm-hmm. last movie and he goes and he puts the stones back and then he just goes and he lives his life mm-hmm. and then he comes which back is, when he's old. Which is the exact perfect 
that's the exact right ending for this character's mm -hmm. arc. That is, he's yeah. a man, his whole, because his initial defining trait was he's a man out of time. He missed mm -hmm. living his life. Everybody he loved was dead by the time he got, yeah. you know, got, got thought out, you know? And so the fact that they were able to use the sci-fi stuff mm -hmm. to give him a character arc that he could never, you know, get without a sci-fi element or a fantasy element. And it just mm -hmm. is exactly the right thing. And and he, he gets to have his cake and eat it too because he didn't sort of like negate, it didn't negate all the stuff we'd seen before, right? Mm -hmm. Which can right. backfire when they do that kind of stuff. Right, which right. I probably <laughs> right, well, because he's uh, already uh, suffered. He's already sacrificed. He's already mm -hmm. done. He's already put everything that he wanted on hold mm -hmm. to... Mm -hmm. um it, it's it's sort of the it's a little bit the opposite of what they do with um with stark where it's like mm. you know he, he really is redeeming himself over the course of these movies by like sacrificing mm -hmm. and then and then finally like legit because like you know yes. obviously the the big ending of the first movie is that he's prepared to sacrifice himself flying into space to, mm -hmm. to close the the thing but then in the end uh for him to to really die and and the, you know i'm not a gwyneth paltrow fan but i think that scene you know his mm -hmm. death scene in the in the final movie is is really effective um, mm -hmm. yeah i mean i don't we don't have time for what i could say about iron man and his whole character arc uh besides how <laughs> awesome it is uh and you know if you guys um you know, if you go back and watch the first movie, you know, the end of that movie is him saying, I am Iron Man, you know, mm -hmm. and for that to be his last words yeah. coming up against the biggest fight the galaxy has the universe has ever seen and him managing to do the thing he's always done, which is basically outsmart everyone and out sacrifice everyone, um, you know. I, I just love so many moments of that that last little beat, but the 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 fact that he forethought, what if Thanos gets my new glove, you know, the Iron Gauntlet, you know, the Iron Man technology with, that's holding the the new uh, stones, and and he and he has this like he has his backup plan, you know, where basically he touches it with his with his armor and the stones migrate to his hand and like that that sleight of hand thing where you don't have to, you know Thanos does the snap and you're like mm -hmm. it didn't work like what's happening and then he you know he's like I am inevitable and then you cut to that mm -hmm. moment and they hold it for a beat he's like and I am Iron Man and he snap I mean that's just like guys it's just the best thing ever <laughs> it's just really like I could just I could just write sonnets yeah. about about how that makes me feel, you know, and, and, and that, that, that self-actualization, you know, uh, it's like, it's like, you know, few among us will live life getting to that level of understanding of your purpose, you know, and what you're willing yeah. to do. And the way they dramatize that stuff is so effective. And then of course he pays the price for it. Right. You know, unless mm -hmm. and that's one of the things I really love about the MCU is they're willing to let it be messy you know, even with the snap, right? Um, when they undid the snap, uh, the people didn't, it didn't prevent them from ever snapping five years ago. It just brought them back into a world where they were missing. That's messy as hell. That's really fucking messy to deal with as a writer going forward. And it, and it makes the relationships all weird and, and gross in a way. And like, 
there's just a lot of mess that I think lesser writers would have said, oh no, we undo the snap and then they never were, they never were disappeared or something, you know, or whatever. But you know, I think, I think they would have had a major, so I, I was anticipating uh, this uh, and I really, really could not imagine them uh, having a scenario where, um, you know, Tony Stark's kid just vanishes, you know? Like, because, because there's like five years worth of life has happened and, uh, you know, most of the characters that we've been following, they don't have a lot at stake in that five years, but in, if this were actually happening, you know, over those five years, children born, milestones mm -hmm. happening in people's lives, what they, what they could have done was just not introduced any, um, any aspects of the life in the in those intervening five years that would have been like pretty tragic if you'd have erased them but but they would have still been mm -hmm. there right and so the one exception to that or one exception to that was um was this child and you know i feel like it's a little bit of a loophole for him to be like okay remember there all those people are just coming back to right now everything is going to be the same except all those people are going to be mm -hmm. back um, I don't know. Which is I, crazy. I, I, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, which is crazy because as we see in WandaVision with uh, the Monica Rambeau character, which is the first time we really see actual footage, so you guys know, of like people returning from the snap mm -hmm. um, and what that was like in those moments, you know, very leftovers, right? Very um, leftover. Yeah, <laughs> super. Yeah, but uh, a shill, a shitload more people. And like season season five, the incident yeah. stuff from. Lost. And the the thing that again is is shows how they're willing to be messy. Is those people came back right where they left off. So if you were on a cruise ship five years ago, when you came back, you're drowned in the ocean now because that Yikes. boat's not there, right? Yikes. And so that makes the world just so messy. You know, yeah. like imagine, imagine you were standing in your house and now your house is demolished five years later and there's a, you know, whatever, like, where are you? What are you? Did you come back there? Like, there's a lot of weirdness to saying everyone just comes back to where they disappeared from, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. But okay. So Avengers 2. So what's your, what's your rating? Uh, you guys both said you liked it a bit more than the first one. Oh, well, I have one more thing, uh, thing I want to just ask about number two. Um, okay. uh, I have more to say about Endgame, but I'm just yeah, trying, to, was my favorite. I'm trying to hold on. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so they do another Thanos tease at the end of number two. This mm -hmm. is something that I find hilarious. So, so, so the, the first movie comes out in, in 2012. Um, we get a Thanos tease. The second movie comes out in 2015. We get another Thanos tease. Thanos does not appear until 2018, the Infinity <laughs> War movie. I just think it's crazy that they did that. Okay, that's not my question. My question is, I just like, in terms of teasing stuff, like that's just like a lot. Anyway, uh, at the uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but my impression of the, the Thanos tease at the end of Ultron is it's revealed that he's like actually behind Ultron in some way. 
Did I did I interpret that right? No, no, not behind Ultron. What do you mean? What is? Because doesn't he say, "Well, I guess I'll have to do this myself" or something? Yeah. So he's basically talking about. Um, he's basically saying because uh, what he wants is the actual stones themselves, and that's what he sent Loki and the Shatari to do with the first attack. So I think that right. mid-credit scene is about that failing. It's picking up the failure from the first movie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. All right. See, I thought they were trying to say that like he was secretly behind Ultron the whole time. So that's not true. I don't think he has any way to know about Ultron in the, you know. Well, yeah, they never mention it again. So I think you're probably right. uh, Because that was going to be my main disappointment because I thought... I thought the whole thing of his stuff at the end of the first movie and the second movie was saying like, there's this guy in the shadows who's secretly behind us, you know, much like, um, you know, Mr. Lashad or whatever on expose, you know, like he's like running things from behind the scenes, but he's not actually, you know, you don't know who he is. He's kind of a figure in the shadows. You know, I, I thought that's what they were doing with the first two movies. So, so the tease, this is where the teasers get weird sometimes. Like sometimes they, they don't pertain to the, the story that they're actually attached to. So yeah. it's, it gets a little confusing. So that's actually just a second Thanos teaser from the first movie that they put in the second movie. So the second movie is really just a detour that doesn't connect to Thanos at all. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, then it makes sense <laughs> that they never bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was kind of disappointed because I thought the plot was so interesting and I liked the idea that like, Oh, Thanos is behind all of this. He even did Ultron and they could have revisited the Ultron stuff when they were doing the time travel, you know, and they like went back to the first movie time period and stuff, you know, anyway, that, that was just a hope that I had because I enjoyed this story so much. Um, all right. Well, anyway, that's not what it is. So, so be it. Yeah, um, I th- because I think it has to be, it has to be about Tony's, you know, uh, hubris and, and fear about the future that leads him to create Ultron. And not like somehow Thanos created Ultron or or yeah 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 I I mean they were vague about it so I thought they were trying to say like he he added some element that made Ultron do the thing that that Thanos wanted him to do you know like I don't know I I thought they were like vaguely alluding to something like that Mm, no I don't think so I don't think that's what I uh, I've ever okay. Okay. I mean, I think if that's what it was, you would know. So that's what I wanted to ask. Anyway. uh, Yeah, I would say uh, number two was probably like, a. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to, you know, give, you know, if you, if you get the highest rating to everything, then like, it just sort of means nothing. So I'll say something like a minus. Okay. Because I enjoyed it. There were probably things in it that I, you know, didn't like, but I probably, it was probably like in terms of its own like self-contained story it was probably my favorite of all of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i would say i liked the last two but they they have they have certain mm-hmm. problems that this story didn't have so anyway yeah. just to say like the it gets messier after this yeah so um as you were pointing out so so yeah anyway i think this was like in terms mm-hmm. of just if you just want to watch one avengers movie yeah i think uh, to me it would be this one <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel the same way. I, I, uh, this is self-contained in a way where you can just kind of rewatch it and it's fun and exciting versus, yeah, uh, 
three and four are really go to some dark places and are really yeah. long and drawn out. And there's a lot of great stuff in it, but it's not, it's not easy to just like, Oh, I want to watch some Avengers. Let me go into like six hours of like pathos about, yeah, you know, humanity. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, it's yeah. If, if you, because, yeah, you don't have to watch anything else. I mean, it did help that I knew the characters, too. I think, you know, coming in, like, having an mm -hmm. idea who they are, how they related to each other, it made all that stuff that was kind of awkward in the first movie start to feel very natural. And, you know, I, I pretty much, I mean, I, I got into, like, all the characters more or less, like, uh, past this point. Uh, mm -hmm. I was pretty invested in uh all their individual like things so uh so yeah i think uh i think it was, it was a big leap forward and uh i think it, it really encouraged me to keep watching them you know mm, nice so yeah um do you want to give a rating uh did you rate the first one uh, no do you want to rate no. the first one too uh, while you're at it? you know i'm gonna i'm just gonna stick with thetas across the board Thetas across the board. I'm gonna All say right, that of the movies, I think this was. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, no, okay, let's see. Um, maybe like <laughs> I, I don't want to give an A because that seems too that seems too high for for anything. So. Um, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah, so I'll give this one a B. Even uh, though it deserves an A, I just don't want to give it an A. <laughs> Correct. Um, and then I'll give. No, you really give it an A. <laughs> so no, but I will give the next one an A. Okay. I think Infinity War. I I really like. Oh, no, I won't give an A plus. So wait, sorry, I'm getting confused now. The first one got a B. Is that no, what you're the saying? first one. Okay, I'll give the first one a B minus. I'll give the first the one's a B minus. This one's a, a B. B plus. B plus. Okay. No, no, okay. no. I'll give it a B. Okay. I'll give the third <laughs> one an A. And I'll give the final one. I need to think a little more about the final one because, yeah, it's. Mm -hmm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not really sure how to judge it because there is some. It does have some issues. But okay. I want to talk about this next one. I want to talk about Infinity Wars. I want to talk about my favorite thing about Infinity Wars. Possibly my favorite thing about the whole MCU. Doctor Strange. <laughs> no. No. Dr. Thor calling Rocket Rabbit. Rabbit. I nice. love this running gag. I love the relationship mm -hmm. between Thor and Rocket. And I yeah. love the insistence and all. And there's another scene where the other Asgard. Yeah, it's, other a, Asgard it's an Asgard thing. I was I curious. It. It's like, is I that what rabbits it. look like? Or do they just like not know any other name? I don't care. For, I like, I don't even know what the explanation I so is. Much. I love it so much. I I love what the Guardians of the Galaxy people infuse into the mm -hmm. story. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I thought that must have been this... interesting seeing them come in to this story, having followed the main Avengers, and then like you get this whole other group of people show up because um, you guys hadn't seen their movies before, right? Right, that's yeah. right. right. And it, it really, it, I think it helps lift the movie because there's a lot of really heavy stuff going yes. on. So to see like Groot, I mean, mm -hmm. he's straight up adorable. Vin Diesel, 
right? So you guys oh missed gosh. the whole you missed so the whole weird. thing where Groot Groot was an adult before, and oh. he you know not to spoil anything, but there's a reason you could probably guess why he's now sort of a sapling growing up again. Is it uh, the time stone? No, uh, okay. it was the death, a, a death, if you will. A death, okay. Yeah, so that's a whole thing from those movies is, is so when they cast Vin Diesel as Groot, it made sense is what I'm saying. Okay, because okay. I thought that was like the weirdest casting decision yeah. to cast Vin Diesel to yeah. say, I am Groot for two movies. I was like, what are yeah. they doing? Well, okay, that's oh, that's... It, it, yeah, so that's all he ever says, of course, but it, you know, in... In the in their original movies, he's an adult Groot, and it makes sense to have Vin Diesel play that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I love it. I think Groot's adorable. That changes things. I think it's it's oddly emotional when Groot cuts off his own arm to. Oh, one of my favorite like, parts. To handle like how could that? If you write that down, how could you think that that would possibly work? But it really works. Probably. Uh, yeah, I guess. But no, it really works because you know why? Because of the character development. Because Groot was he was playing the, the the apathetic teenager part the whole time, and and everyone was like, "Come on, put the put the game down. Oh, pay attention, pay you know whatever." Mm-hmm. And right again, when when he has his call to adventure, right when it's right. like, "Oh shit!" Like something needs to happen. Someone's gonna do something. And yeah, when he, I mean, and that's coming off of the climax of like Thor. You know, opening the uh, the um, the machine there at Nebuchadnezzar and like getting blasted with this energy and like he's uh-huh. about to die and like you got him, he's, he needs the axe, you know, uh, and like but we don't, where's the handle, you know, and like and again, this is not something we've ever seen Groot do where he like makes him his arm into a handle and like chops off himself, you know, again a theme of sacrifice. Um, and then, you know, and the, and the cool thing for fans is like, not only does Thor have Stormbreaker, the best new weapon he, you know, we've seen him have after, you know, Mjolnir, the hammer being like the weapon, right. Of Thor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's got this new thing, this Thanos killer. Right. But now it's powered by Groot's own mm-hmm. strength as, as what yeah. he, you know, so it's like this extra cool thing on top of the thing that was already super cool. You know, so when he's using it, it has this history behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and I totally agree, yeah. The 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 Guardians, like, they're again, like, the way Marvel does their movies is there's a genre to all this stuff, and the Guardians movies are more family friendly, they're lighter, they're funnier. Uh, I think it's partially because they're in space, you can take that you have to take things less seriously in space, you have to go one or the other (laughs) because it's. It's just literally an out of this world concept, right? So I think mm-hmm. I think they, they 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 lean towards the funnier stuff, um, and and being in space and it being crazier stuff happening, I think helps make that mm-hmm. make that land better. And and you can even tell from watching the movies when they cut to Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like a different movie. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. their pacing is different, the tone of the writing is different, um, and then to see Thor like literally crash into that and then sort of take charge in this way. Where he's like, ah, rabbit, you're clearly in charge. You know, this yeah, is clearly yeah. your ship. Tell him, I'll talk directly. And that whole thing with Quill and everyone's like, uh, you're not a man. That's a man. You're a dude, you know. And he's like, you know, you're one sandwich away from being fat. What are you, you know, what are you talking about? And, and that whole thing where it's like this weird macho thing they're playing. And Thor's like, 
dude, I'm like 2000 years old. Like I, I'm not going to like have a pissing contest with you. You're like, I just lost everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like where he's mm-hmm. coming from. And I, and, and that's the thing with, with rocket, they get a lot in his, in their earlier movies, they get a lot of real uh, drama and like sympathy from that character. Uh, even though he is mostly like, he's, he's sort of like a Sawyer character where yeah. he's 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 anti-hero he's sarcastic but there's really something painful that is math that he's using that stuff to mask and so when you you know so even in the scene with him and thor where thor's like i mean and that was an interesting choice where like thor is like crying and they've got the th- god of thunder like crying in a scene about losing all the people in his life uh systematically you know and like he's got to go he's not done with the fight. Like he's got to go get a new weapon and keep fighting. And, and, and rockets like, okay, gotta be, gotta be captain. Now let me go talk to this guy and play therapist, you know, but that's coming from rocket having his own like traumas, you know, um, based on his backstory. So they, you know, for like a cart for like an animated raccoon, he's such a great character. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean they're very they're a very funny sort of ragtag crew, but they yeah. do a lot of serious mm-hmm. uh, plot development. They got a they get a lot of um, a lot of advancement out of that. Um, I I felt sort of similarly to Peter Parker, where mm. I was I've never been interested in Spider Man. Um, mm-hmm. I saw the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, the first one. I thought it was just boring and awful it's not mm-hmm. my thing um but this plucky like spider boy that they got in this mm-hmm. like you know i he he's he's got a charm you know and and a definitely a pathos that comes along with it um mm-hmm. yeah i just thought i thought the character stuff in this movie worked really well i liked the stuff with thanos and the daughters um you know, I yeah, I just I, I thought this uh, I thought it it had it all. Um, Doctor Strange, I did, you mentioned Doctor Strange. I am intrigued, but I just think I need to see I need to see more mm-hmm. of that character. Um, yeah, I do think it's such a shame to cast Benedict Cumberbatch and have him do an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, Doctor Strange is American, so. I, that is sad. That is sad. It's sad when anyone's an American, isn't it? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Including us. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Infinity War. Okay, so yeah, I agree. That version of Peter Parker is literally my favorite. I have liked most of the Spider-Man movies to some degree. Uh, the other actors do all right. Uh, what works best is they cast a younger actor to play a younger Spider-Man, and that is what Peter Parker is supposed to be. He's a wisecracking kid who's sort of in over his head, and he's you know he's got powers that he's you know going to constantly grow into. Um, and I think they just nail that. The actor is great, Tom Holland is great, and the, what they give him to play against with Tony, the father-son dynamic there is really 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 well done. Um, and you know, if you guys will remember the beginning of. Of Iron Man, you know, um, sorry, not the beginning of Iron Man, the beginning of Infinity War when we first see Iron uh, Tony and, and and Piper, I'm sorry, Pepper walking uh, in the park, you know, and he's talking about, you know, he's got this new suit, blah blah blah. He just just in case, you know, just in case I need a suit, I got this new nano thing. 
which by the way is the coolest fucking thing ever. And uh, but you know, he tells he tells her he had a dream that he had that they had a son, right? And so you know, uh yeah. 15 minutes later, he introduces son character for the movies, right? Um and and having to sort of deal with that responsibility and and uh and I love their whole thing when he he sneaks up on the ship and um you know and and one of the one of the things I love about Spider-Man is really like that first fight in the park when uh, the um, uh, the children of Thanos show up and that's actually one of my favorite just you know you know those moments in movies that you like because it's all about the build up to something bigger that's gonna happen like I really love that part when you know uh, Banner crashes into the Sanctum you know where um, where um, Doctor Strange is. And they go over the whole thing about what the Infinity Stones are and Thanos is coming. And, and you know, people who haven't talked to each other in years have to be like, put their differences aside because now there's a whole new galactic war heading their way. And and then it's like, wait a minute, you feel that breeze? You know, what what's that? You know, and they slowly like go outside and it's like this chaos and you don't know why there's chaos and people are running away and our characters are running towards the danger you know mm -hmm. and then you see this huge spaceship you're like what the fuck is happening you know and then like mm -hmm. doctor you know this wind is blasting everywhere and dr strange does a spell and like silences everything and like tony's like oh that's cool like i couldn't have done that um you know and you know they've yeah, been having yeah. a rivalry this whole time you know right, right. And, and you get to see like okay let's what do you got wizard what do you got iron man like let's 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 and then i love tony be like uh sorry earth is closed today <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is like the, the humor the humor there but um but yeah i i thought um all, all of that stuff with um with those characters like teaming up and and um and you, you sort of slowly get to see them. Oh, that was my, sorry, that's my point, was the big fight that ensues right after that, um, where, you know, uh, Peter's on a school trip to MoMA or whatever, and he gets mm -hmm. his spider sense, and he's like, oh, shit, alien invasion, again. And he, you know, jumps into the fight, and Tony's like, uh, hey, kid, there's a wizard we're trying to save, and there's some bad guys, like, have at it, you know? And, like, he just joins the fight, and he has no idea what's going on, but he's just gonna, like, fight his best, you know? And um mm -hmm. and i just think they do they show his powers really well too his agility his his ability you know like when they're mm -hmm. flying through the streets and the guy with telekinesis like flicks a billboard at him and it's like it looks like it crashes into him but he's stuck to the other side and he flips around and he can you know he's still going yeah. like that thing that is really great about spider-man where he's he's got those heightened senses and you throw something at him it's he's probably got to figure out a way to throw it right back at you without yeah. like missing a beat you know yeah, but you know, uh, like smashing everything. Yeah, he's got this finesse to him, you know, yeah. um, and and this agility that they really do do a great job showing. Uh, yeah. I love Infinity War. There's such great stuff. I mean, it's such an epic movie where your characters lose. Who would have saw that coming? Um, and uh, and lose in a big way. I mean, like big yeah. loss. Like who's ever lost half of life on Earth? I mean, sorry, yeah. the universe, right? Um, yeah. Now, one thing to note for you guys for the mythology, and maybe I don't know if some of the issues that you find and in, in some of the stuff with Thanos and Infinity Stones might come from knowing this little tidbit, which is that in the comics, there's a different motivation Thanos has for wanting the Infinity Stones and wanting to take half of life in the galaxy in, in the universe. 
And I, I think in the comics, it worked better. It's the motivation is, is more straightforward here in the movies. They, they, they make it a philosophical thing where, because his planet, you know, had a terrible backstory and had a lot of a loss of life due to lack of resources, he is enlightened and thinking that the universe needs to be balanced. And if I destroy half of all life, then there's more abundance in the long run. And I just feel like there's a real, there's a logic there that's easy to, to, to break apart, which I, which I don't like. I like that he's got a strong ideology, but I just think it's like not a great idea to the pro solution to the problem. But in the, so, so in the, in the comics, Thanos is in love with a character who is deaf, basically. She's a female sort of, she's the, she basically is the embodiment of the concept of death. And he is trying to woo her. And he decides mm -hmm. in order to get, get, get her favor, you know, to make her fall in love with him, or whatever, he's going to do this huge thing, use Infinity Stones to kill half of life in the galaxy, which is the thing she would want to please her. So in the comics, it's more about, it's more of a means to an end. It's not like a philosophy he has about like the greater needs of the universe. It's more oh. about like, he's trying to get this girl to like him. Um, and they didn't, you know, they just didn't have the, I don't think they had the ability to, to throw that motivation in there like that. Cause you would have to introduce the death character and that whole concept. And, and, you know, he would have needed his own movie, I think to, to make a thing like that work. So I think they had to come up with another motivation that, you know, also makes him not seem like a one dimensional villain. Right. He's not uh -huh, just like, uh -huh. I hate everything, you know, but he's, he's doing yeah. it, what he thinks is a sense of mercy. Right. So he's yeah. sort of, he's, he's obviously deluded, but he's got good intentions in that delusion. Yeah. And I thought that made it more interesting because yeah, he's not just, Oh, I want to kill all humans or I want to subjugate all of earth mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, he has this line about, you know, rich or poor, it doesn't matter. Everybody equal, but I'm going to take away half of the population because mm -hmm. you know, the, the universe is unsustainable as it is or something. And, and there is a logic to that. Mm -hmm. Um, now, some might argue, if you have all the Infinity Stones, you have this kind of power, couldn't you do something else that wouldn't involve wiping out half of all... Like, uh, make twice as many resources? Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so that's example. why I think the logic falls apart, because it's mm -hmm. it's it, it, it doesn't work because it's, it's, uh, it's constricted by the source material, right? Which is like, well, what he wants to do is destroy half of the universe. Uh -huh. And so when they give him a different reason, it doesn't quite work, because he could... He, if he wanted to just like create more life or have more abundance, he could, he could do that instead, you know, mm -hmm. instead of like reducing it. But, mm -hmm. um, but I do love the huge, you know, stakes that provides right to the characters. Cause I mean, yeah. when you have a super team up group who, who teams up to defend, you know, like, you know, you have these, what they call like the street level fighters, which are like some of the characters that they've done on like the Netflix Marvel shows, like daredevil, and um and luke cage these characters who like kind of protect their neighborhood like their power level and their skills and things like that is good enough to fight like that kind of local level right um and then you have like the city kind of level defenders which is like spider-man right like almost anything that can kind of happen on a normal case for new york like spider-man can kind of deal with that 
you know, sort of on his own, right? And then you have like the next level up, which is like, you know, okay, the planet's at stake, right? Like no one of these characters by themselves can deal with that. So then you have the Avengers to deal with that. Um, so it, it, it is, I, I did always love that they were able to come up with an even bigger risk. So it's not just the planet is destroyed, right? That we have to stop, which is mm-hmm. a really big, you know, really big obstacle. It's pretty big. But, yeah. <laughs> pretty big. Uh, but it's like, okay, now the entire known universe, uh, you know, places you'll never hear about or ever know about or visit will be affected and they will have no idea why this happened. You know, that's the other thing about the, 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 the blip is it's like, everybody who doesn't know why it happened doesn't know why it happened right they'll just mm-hmm. they'll you know there's what countless mythologies that are now created about what happened right, there right. uh I'll, well i mean i guess there's sort of like the leftover story comes yeah it should be a guilty right? remnant or something yeah exactly it's like well what, hey one day god took some people and then five years later he just brought them back i don't know why uh but yeah uh there's so much good stuff with uh, Infinity War. You get, you guys got. To, I know you watch Black Panther, so you know you come back to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. You know all those great characters. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I one thing I'll say about these movies as a whole is that they they really remind me of, and it's even more true of Infinity War, and uh, even maybe more so Endgame. Um, they just bring together like such a huge number of characters and you know also such a huge number of famous actors like yeah it's kind of crazy how many people are in these movies it reminds me of the harry potter movies in a way it's just like mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. do you get this many people like mm-hmm. to to a degree like any one of these people could actually just carry a movie um and they have so it's yeah and they do yeah so it's just crazy to put them together um like that and have them bounce off each other uh i totally agree that the yeah the uh the guardians of galaxy stuff and then putting thor with them and like getting comedy out of thor i don't know Mm -hmm. uh as well as pathos like it was definitely interesting i that it really helps i think to sort of connect to the thor character um uh although i also enjoyed him in the second movie but um uh, because he like he's like he's a weird character when we first meet him so i yeah i think um yeah uh, that stuff from Infinity War really, really helped. Uh, and, you know, it was interesting, you know, there's this, like, sacrifice stuff and mm-hmm. um, and 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 the fact that, you know, like, they, so, like, Wanda destroys the Mind Stone, but, like, Thanos has the Time Stone, and so I'll just mm-hmm. hit rewind oh, yeah, and undo like that. the thing. You gotta like, that. You got, I mean, that that's why the writing, I'm just so impressed with the writing, because they you know, they're able to do that thing, you know, that great writers do, which is write themselves into a corner, right? Like, literally, how are we going to get out of this? What are we going to do? And then, oh, crap, here's the next thing, you know? And yeah, that whole thing was, you know, Wanda finally just going to sacrifice and destroy the Mind Stone and destroy her love. And, and you know, it's, you know, Thanos is like, you know, wiped out all the other heroes and he's, you know, he's got all the stuff, like no one can stop him. This is the last final moment. And she did it. Oh, we can rest. Thanos won't get the stone. And then it's like, oh, by the way, don't forget, I got the time stone. Wah, 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 wah. And just rewind that bitch. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and, and and that's why Thanos is such a great villain because um, they, they, yeah, I, I don't love him completely, but I, I, it's one of those things where I can't deny how great he is in terms of being 
the obstacle that forces the characters to have to grow and change and do better and and be stronger, you know, and and, and him able to outthink them and you know, he's not just stronger or whatever, you know. Um he's actually super smart. Um and uh and really self-assured in a scary way, you know. Um you know, I think it's really only it's really only in Endgame where he shows any fear, I think, by the end of things not playing out the way he wants them to. Uh, probably in that last moment, moment before Tony yeah. does his, his snap. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so right. many yeah. great moments in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think then, there was something amazing about, you know, and I guess this is just like classic, um, you know, when you tell a long story, you know, and Infinity War and Endgame are, are kind of just one big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you it's know, it's like, so we're like hitting like the low point in a way um, yeah. at the end. And so it's like, you know, it's like the Empire Strikes Back sort of thing where, mm-hmm. you know, the story kind of re- reaches this like peak of interest. And, you know, it's like, how can, how can they possibly like carry on after this? Like, it's so crazy, yes. you know, what happens at the end. Uh, so anyway, I was impressed with that because, you know, the first two movies end in a more conventional way with the heroes winning and, you know, like what you kind of expect from, from an action movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the good guys are going to win. The bad guys are going to be defeated, you know, like the basics of how, how this stuff works. Uh, yeah. It was interesting to me that, you know, because of the way they design this story, they're actually mm-hmm. allowed to end this movie on a on a on a down note of like, yeah. oh my god, we just failed like really hard. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> see you later. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's classic. It's it's classic screenwriting structure when you think of them as one story because you know the midpoint of a story is either a false victory or a false defeat, right? Because yeah. it can't it can't be one or the other. Because if it's a victory, then the story's over, and it's a defeat, the story's right. over. So it's got to right. be a false version. And then, you know, things change and you reevaluate. And so, yeah, basically this is the midpoint of the story. So they can, so they can have it, like you said, end on, on a defeat, you know, it's sort of a false defeat because they will eventually win by the end, but it feels like a defeat for this one. And it's such a defeat. And you've spent Mm -hmm. all this time with these characters you love and you just saw most of them, you know, turn to dust. And um, I don't know if you guys caught it, but the only avengers at the end who don't vanish are basically the ones from avengers one so that team mm-hmm. is sort of left but mm-hmm. at the end kind of how they started by the end yeah. of the movie with another really cool touch um and that's the other yeah. thing too like like right before thanos does a snap you know he he, he reverses the no he does a reverse time with the time stone but then he just mangles vision i mean vision just had this long sad oh, goodbye yeah. with wanda you know, you can do it, Wanda. Only you can do it. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we're really emotional about it. And then it's just like, wah, 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 we one time smash your head in, kill you like yeah. your trash, and then take the stone. And then you're like, oh, wow, how, what are we gonna? Do? Oh God, he's got all the stones now. What are we gonna like? How is how is how is this gonna not end horribly? And then our favorite Asgardian shows up from the sky, like a like a Valkyrie, and he's got Stormbreaker, and he's you know this like fully actual you know 
actualized or realized version of Thor himself, the most power we've ever seen him have in any of these movies with the biggest motivation to wield that power. And he throws fucking Stormbreaker and then like Thanos like shoots a beam of all fucking six infinity stones of that thing. And it cuts right through them. Like you're just like, oh my God, what is happening? I've never seen this before. And then like it hits and you're like, oh man, they yeah. did. Oh, yeah. finally, they did it. Finally, here it is. And then he's like, you should have went for the head. Snap. Yeah. And it's just like one of those moments where you're just like, your heart drops. And you're like, I can't believe they lost. Like, how? Yeah. But, yeah. but Thor, but, but Stormbreaker, but the Avengers, but like, I, I just. Yeah, you know, he just spent like the in the entire movie trying yes, to get Stormbreaker. Trying to get that Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then it just, yeah. No, g- good job. But, you know. <laughs> but your aim was 0.2 degrees off. <laughs> in yeah. that trajectory and that's why and that's why 50 percent of life in the universe is gone <laughs> and that's what you see in endgame right thor living with, again yeah. like not afraid of the messiness of reality and like drama in life like him having to deal with the consequences of that failure a character who has spent two thousand years being the the, the most well-known hero next to his father odin you know um and so yeah that that the, the ability of the, these writers to like have these type of characters to play with is really unique right because in a normal story a character is not two thousand years old a two thousand year old alien right uh who has been worshipped as a god on earth for thousands of years mm-hmm. um they just get a lot they have a lot to play with but okay so what did you guys think i know i know we run out of time what did you guys think of when you actually saw Thanos' snap and what was going through your heads as you saw, you know, really what that even looked like, what was what was happening, how it happened, who it happened to, those those moments of the defeat. I agree. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well. I mean what are you saying? Yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I think... I mean, I, you know, it was pretty shocking. I guess I was kind of surprised by how many characters they did yes. take out. Although, you know, like you said, it was the Avengers one characters. You know, there's a little bit of a yeah season one sort of privilege mm-hmm. or something that happens. <laughs> you know, they, they get like special plot armor. I feel like by those numbers that shouldn't have happened, but whatever, uh, mm-hmm. it's fine. I was still, yeah, it was kind of shocking. I, a lot of characters that I would have assumed would, would automatically be safe uh, were not. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, it was kind of strange. I, I, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't really know what to think about it. It was, uh, uh, it was interesting how it was portrayed. You know, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't like suffering. It was just sort of like mm-hmm. turning to dust or something. It was a very mm-hmm. uh, peaceful process you know i and i just think that was it was an interesting way to portray that um mm-hmm. concept you know um it was uh yeah it was well done and uh, yeah when they the the thing at the end when they cut to um when they cut to samuel jackson uh yeah. you know and, yeah. and, and then he starts disappearing i was like what and you too like really yeah, come on really you're a star like what you yeah you if you, you disappear. like one character who does it who i mean i mean nick fury the super spy 
he's got a plan for every plan and and well and he did have a plan for this and it worked out by the end right you know calling captain marvel he sent that Uh, message yeah yeah um uh but yeah i it was such a surprise because watching the movie because you you just came after seeing all these characters get dusted and then you cut to this and you think and you don't you don't know where we are in the dusting process by when the scene first starts and then you mm-hmm. see like, oh, right. okay, it's happening now. It's finally hitting here. Oh, crap. And then he starts going. And yeah, I agree. Like, it's interesting to see they weren't suffering like physically, but there's this existential mental anguish because they see it happening slowly. Seeing so themselves like, like disappearing. And, like, yeah. and, and and Peter Parker had a little bit, he, he, he had a little bit of plot armor or whatever that kept him alive a little bit longer than most people. So he could like mm-hmm. have a better goodbye with have Tony. A moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't feel so good, you know, kind of thing. But, right. um, but, and, and then another thing that's great about, about the whole, this, these, these two movies, but how Dr. Strange plays into the whole thing with using the time stone before the fight with Thanos to like see 14 million and five, like, uh Mm -hmm. different futures and see what you know what they did and what worked and didn't work there was only one time they ever won and let's hope this is and that's another thing i love where he says we're in the end game now and then that ended up being the title (laughs) they ended up being the title Mm -hmm. of that movie Mm -hmm. um and um but yeah when he you know this so it's like it's not this thing of like well if all the characters are together they're strong enough together to defeat anybody it's like no (laughs) They're not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thanos yeah. has an advantage, and he's he's got the stones, and yeah. it's a, yeah. it's fourteen million to one that they can do this right. And like Doctor Strange can't even say like, "Are we in the Are we in the good one? Are we doing it right?" Like you just have to, and and you know, after seeing Endgame and stuff, and seeing them win, you realize in hindsight that Strange knew he was going to get dusted. Right? Part of them winning meant him and all these other people actually getting dusted for five so that was the thing so it wasn't like oh i saw 14 million futures and here's the one where we're able to prevent the snap at all or or stop mm-hmm. Thanos completely it's like right. no 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 this is just the one where we come out the best five years after we lost you know so that's like a different yeah a different calculus yeah it, it does have a little bit of a things are going exactly according to plan kind mm-hmm. of vibe in the in the second movie or in the final movie we're just sort of like okay wait so all these things had to be just so like especially like the ant-man stuff and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this time machine van and mm-hmm. yeah that and- it was the one it was the one timeline where the rat in the park in the garage ran across the right keys in the van to restart the machine to get ant-man out of the quantum realm which is the whole thing of course yeah you guys missed from that movie but uh long story short ant-man got stuck in the quantum realm as he explains um you guys would probably like those movies too those are very more on the humorous uh family friendly side as well they're really they're really pretty yeah yeah i mean there's definitely there's a lot to see and Mm -hmm. i i you know watching these i i definitely have a sense of of ones that that i'd like to to watch Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah how they get you (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh what were you gonna say i was just gonna say uh i guess uh if we can 
if we can move, well, whatever. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, there was this line from Endgame where Doctor Strange, where Tony Stark says, you said one out of 14 million, we win. Yeah, tell me this is it. And Doctor Strange says, if I tell you what happens, it won't happen. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> That's, I hate that stuff. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like, no, 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 no. Nice try. Mm. Nice try. You know, motherfucker. <laughs> Well, but, but I mean, but, come on! But, but, but like the words are gonna make it not happen. But come no, on! But, but isn't that? But but no. Let me defend that a bit because wouldn't it be? It should be true that the one he would know if the one that they win is the one in which he tells Tony what he wants to know. <laughs> oh, what a loophole. So, I so, know I didn't I think, tell you because I see that I didn't tell you, so. Yeah, yeah. so I can't, I can't tell you yeah. because this might be the one where I didn't tell you. And if I tell you, we won't, yeah. be, in, we won't be in that one. So I feel like it is a little loophole to that normal trope <laughs> because it's like he could know that literally he, if he says it, it makes it a different timeline which is not the one where they win, you know, because he would have seen futures where he told it him. It just that. felt like a little bit of a cop out to me. What can I say? Yeah. Like, cause it's like really just saying a few words changes the entire timeline. Like, I don't but know. But it does. That sometimes. I don't know. They, they don't, I mean, because like, like all the, the stuff that it really depends on, it just doesn't seem to me like telling Tony Stark, a few words. I don't know. No, we, I, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't. We don't know what it depends on, right? There's no list exactly. Of- but that's why it feels like kind of a cheat. Like basically, like sweeping under the rug. Like we don't want to be too specific about the details here. Just like trust me that this is the right thing, and I will not explain myself. Yeah, okay. I mean, as we all know, the time travel is exactly what you need it to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. There's obviously a contrivance that they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to lessen the tension of the outcome mm-hmm. by saying, right. "Yeah, we're gonna win. Don't worry." So there's obviously that's that. the that's the double bind I think with these time travel stories. You know, it's, yeah. it's tricky because it's like there's a predetermined future that they're gonna end up at, and yet they don't want it to feel that way. So. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's really awkward. Any time, all time travel stories have that, so I don't really hold it against them. But like, it's just, it's hard not to find yourself in a, because, in a situation like that. Because you know? if you think about it, the timeline where they win would have also been a timeline that he saw a future of, right? Like that would, him seeing the future of it would also affect that yeah. event in that timeline yeah. too. Yeah. Right. So it's got this. Yeah, it's got it, it's got the timeline, uh, the time travel, you know, issues. The timey wimey problem. Yeah. So we're so we're like verging on talking about Endgame. I just want to uh, I just want to close the door on Infinity War. Like, okay. like, like Endgame touched on some things that were like super interesting. I want to talk about that in a second. I think I think Infinity War held up for me overall a little more i think i probably enjoyed it a little more um so Mm -hmm. i would so i would probably give it you know a solid you know a minus or or b plus or something like that i I think i think in a way i enjoyed it a little less than than ultron for for certain specific reasons but i think it was just as good in a in a in -hmm. most ways as that movie and i think in a way it was you know, it was just more diffuse. It was more like a TV show where you had like group over here, group over there, yeah. 
we're doing this thing, they're doing that, and you're like cutting season, back and forth. Yeah, it's like a season finale of like a big TV show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I did, I liked that, but it was just, yeah, it was just a little less, um, I don't know, unified or or, or something. Uh, so so it felt less complete, I guess, than the number two. So that that's the only reason I, because it's obviously not complete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's there's no way, but I did enjoy it a lot for what it did. You know, none of the stuff that really bothers me. Well, I shouldn't say none, but most of the stuff that bothers me about this plotline is in Endgame, not in Infinity War. Mm, okay. Uh, Infinity War like mostly worked for me. I mean, you know, like the yeah. The time stone moment was just like it's like like it's annoying to me in a way but it's also like well i mean that's just the logic of how that works so what are you gonna do mm-hmm. if you're gonna give someone but it, you know it just makes me want more and i guess yeah like like to 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 roll it over into end game let me say like my one thing like the the main thing that uh that i want to say about end game which is that for me <laughs> The most exciting moment in the entire movie was when when they're time traveling and and I actually didn't like the way they did it, but I liked the idea that they did it. Anyway, that Thanos in the past discovers that they're mm-hmm. time traveling mm-hmm. and and that he got the infinity stones in the future, mm-hmm. right? So he finds out, right? So he knew, right? To me, that was the peak of excitement in that story. I was like, holy shit, this is cool. And here's what here's what I wanted. And you know, as you say, uh, criticism is uh, you know, uh, some some unmet expectation or something. It's absolutely what this is. When that happened, I thought the stage was set for this crazy primer-esque time travel battle where we had like, so Thanos is like, okay, well, I gotta time travel to stop them and then like there's like 10 thanoses and like 18 you know <laughs> iron mans you know and they're like doing stuff trying to stop the other one you know and like this thing didn't work you know what i mean like it should have like i was expecting this like time this complicated time travel battle to ensue but it really just turned into one big attack and i i was a little disappointed with the follow-up but like, I loved the idea that he found out. I will say that what I didn't like is the way he found out, which was that like the nebula from that mm-hmm. time period, like connected to the time traveling one. He just I mean, maybe forgot she... that her Wi-Fi was on. And... Yeah, is that what happened? Like, I was just like, that doesn't what? Like, I I don't know. That made no sense to me that 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 would happen. I was just like, what? What? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a little, that one's a little weird. I agree with that. I think what I like about it, back to the messy theme, is that they're fighting a Thanos from the past who doesn't even know them because he hasn't fought them yet. You know, uh, so it's super weird, right? That their big showdown isn't against the Thanos that defeated them before because they killed him mm-hmm. earlier. <laughs> you yeah. know um so i that's i do that's what i like about it it's an interesting way to get the villain to have a different perspective uh by the time you get to the final fight um the nebula thing is a little it's kind of like you know i um I, i approve of what they got out of it i don't care you know but what how they got there is a little a little hinky, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish, I wish he could have found out some better way than that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that. Yeah, that just felt like it 
quick way to get it done. But like, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I love the idea that he finds out. I just, ah. anyway, uh, I, I, what they did with it didn't, didn't quite work for me. The, the other thing I really did like about Endgame that, you know, was reminiscent of, um, uh, no, no, no. Let me start with, I'll start with the first part, which is they go and they kill Thanos. <laughs> right so like like the movie starts and like they're like oh look we found thanos and they kill him and it's like okay Uh, (laughs) yeah i was just like what's the movie now he's just like hanging out on a planet by himself like it was so weird like he he like exiled himself you know in this strange way he he just wanted to retire yeah, I kind of like that, you know, and I like how it's such a quiet, there's no fight, really. They just show up and kill yeah. him, and that's it. That was the end of Thanos. I don't know. There's something anticlimactic about it that was very appealing to me, because, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. like, I really didn't expect that, and then they're, like, five years later, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, in the theater, my draw, draw eyes is like... <laughs> You, you did not five years later me right now. I know. It blew my mind because it was already weird as fuck. And then I'm like, five years later, what? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So this part of the story reminded me of, like, New Caprica, Battlestar Galactica. It reminded <laughs> me of, you know, obviously the three years from Lost when the Oceanic Six and, yeah. and Dharma and all that, you know. They're, yeah. they're even like, you know, you come back and it's like, it's like Scarlett Johansson. It's a, it's a, it's Black Widow, like, like keeping an eye out, you know, um, keeping watch, trying to yeah. hold it together, sort of doing the thing yeah. like Sawyer and Jin and Juliet, you know, like they were like, yeah. we're going to search. And yeah, leaving the candle burning, waiting for Exactly. You to- yeah. Yeah. Hoping for, for like contact, you know, like I think like mm-hmm. I, I love that stuff. Like that was great. Like when they started with that, I was like, okay you know what, they're really confounding my expectations for how this story is supposed to go. And mm-hmm. so I like, that was super, that, that was great. Um, and then, and then like when it turns into a time travel story and it's mm-hmm. like season five of Lost basically, where they're mm-hmm. like traveling through like previous stuff from, from, from Avengers yeah. and I guess from other Marvel movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um it was like fun. Like to me, that was great. I love that part, you know, like where yeah. they're just like interloping in these, in these other uh, time periods. I think, I think the thing I didn't like about the movie was like where it ends up basically. Like it just felt like it's, it's just kind of a big battle. Like I was fine with, I was fine with the buildup and I was fine with what happens after, you know, and even the end point, you know, the Iron Man moment, like the emotions are strong I can't complain about that, but it's just, it was just like a big battle and there was like a lot of characters on screen, like throwing shit at each other and jumping around. It's like the best part. That's why I don't know. That's just not, that stuff is not for me. I mean, that's the main reason why I I was staying away from these movies because like, I I can't, I, I don't mind action. Like I can watch it and it could be fun, but to me it was just like way too chaotic for me to enjoy because it was just like so much shit going on on screen at the same time. I couldn't even really focus on anything. Right? It wasn't enough. Yeah, what the listeners uh, may not know that Justin's 85. (laughs) (laughs) It was too loud. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I do like old fashioned like style in terms of movies. So you know, if you're used to this kind of thing, maybe it seems weird to you that I'm like put off by that stuff. But yeah, I just. I don't know. For me, I like action movies where it's a little more simplified, like what's happening so I can really like follow everything happening on screen and who's doing what and why. And like, you're supposed to rewatch it focusing on different things. It was not like that. Yeah. So on a first watch, I only watched it once. I was not, it was just like, it was basically just like, we got a lot of visual effects studios together and they did a lot of work. Dude, the whole thing, I mean, the whole, like, the whole, I, I, the big battle is so good, I mean, in general, but, like, the, the, the drama that sets it up with, like, with Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, like, okay, Thanos is down there, he's just waiting for us, what the fuck, again, like, uh-huh. subverting expectations about how this is gonna go out, and they're all pissed, I mean, they're all just, like, this is, we gotta get this guy, I mean, like, come on. And then they go and they fight him and like he's still beating them, right? Yeah. Um, and because by the way, like as you guys could probably intuit it, like his armor and his weapons are, you know, made from alien materials that's as good and as as anything they're they they've got. That's why like, you know, he's hacking through a vibranium shield, which is like the strongest shit on earth. It's just like right. he's got stuff stronger than that, right? That's why like his armor is like impenetrable. And also Another thing about him as a character, his skin is impenetrable. Now, I know there was a thing where he got cut, a little blood, but like that's supposed to be his thing is he's maybe impenetrable is not how they want to describe it. It's just very, very hard to penetrate. So he's almost mm-hmm. like he's got his skin as his own armor. So he's just like this super resilient, durable beast, right? Um, and there's the whole thing with like, you know, leading up to the big fight and, and you know, uh Captain America's standing, you know, Thor's got knocked out and Iron Man's done and um and uh and then all of a sudden you hear on your left. Now that's a callback to Captain America um uh Winter Soldier where Captain <laughs> oh, America he meets Falcon. So Falcon is the the, the uh, play by Anthony Mackie. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we did figure out who Falcon was because yeah. there's the new show, and it was like exactly. oh, that, that character. That, okay. that character. <laughs> and so basically, they become friends in that movie, and there's a whole joke about um um uh I um sorry uh Steve, you know, being a being super strong and fast, outpacing him when they're running track, and you know, so Steve would run past Falcon, who's just a normal human, and Steve would go on your left, you know, I'm passing you. And so it became like uh they were he was sort of ribbing him. Ah, okay. And so that's why in, mm-hmm. in Endgame, when the portal opens, you know, oh, yeah. Northshire portal opens and Falcon comes out, he's like on your left. Like that's a huge callback. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, see, so like some of the stuff, you know, it was clear more so in Endgame than any of the other ones. It was clear that we had missed a few things by not watching yeah. the other. <laughs> by that point, yeah, the more movies you like, as you get towards Endgame, you're missing more movies. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the Black Panther stuff definitely helped. Like that would have been, if we hadn't watched that, It, I mean, that would have been really out of context, just like a lot of this other stuff yeah. was. I felt like I mostly followed it, but it, yeah, a moment like that just 
doesn't yeah. work if you haven't seen that thing. Yeah. So you don't know what they're referencing. Like I got yeah. the sort of idea of it. Uh, you knew it was meaningful, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Exactly. Like, and you know, one of my favorite things in all of in entertainment and storytelling is when, and Justin knows this, I've said it a million times. Indeed I do. When characters <laughs> from like different walks of life all get together for a common good and fight the big bad guy. I am just a baby about that stuff. <laughs> it just, yeah. it just, it's why I like the movie Hackers. It's why I like Independence Day. I mean, those big climactic moments when it's like, okay, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been or where you come from. Mm-hmm. There's a higher purpose here that we all right. have to like play our part for. And so, yeah, on your left being the beginning to this big battle. And then you see all these portals open up from all the different sorcerers opening portals from all over the planets and some of the, some other planets too. And just this huge, like every character you've ever wanted to see, you know, or cared about in the MCU shows up. And like, it's just like, it's just like, it's just, it's really porn. It's like comic book porn. You know, it's so gratuitous. And then, so so Justin, you're complaining about like, you know, the smorgasbord that like people had been spent 10 years wanting to see like the craziest battles ever and these Mm -hmm. characters doing the like coolest stuff ever. And, um, but, but what's great is like, they still have the emotion behind why they're doing this stuff. So it's not just kind of like empty. Yeah. And that stuff all worked for me. You know, I, I definitely felt like the, the, the character moments and the, you know, the sacrifices and all that, like that was strong. Like, so I, like that, it was just the actual fighting part, you know, like that's the only <laughs> part where it's just like, oh my God, it's like, it's like sensory overload. Like, I, I don't know. It was, it's it was, a, yeah. it was yeah. hard to process. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause with scenes like that, I sort of um, gloss over a little bit. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you're kind of like waiting for the beat that is going to yeah. determine where it's going. So, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think for me, what was really striking about that, that battle is that it had gotten into such a dire situation that even even in the context of the the story they were telling with the characters that they had, they mm-hmm. ended up with not one but two above and beyond Deus Ex Machina. Like we get the mm-hmm. we get the portals, the sorcerer portals, and mm-hmm. then we get Captain Marvel. Yes, you know, like because because as you said, like Thor's out, Tony Tony's out, like all these you know it is really dire again it's like yet again mm-hmm. we're in this totally dire situation where Thanos and now are we so, gonna yep right mm-hmm. but then i i do like the um you know the like the glove thing uh reminded me a little bit of um uh in harry potter like the the hand that voldemort makes for um for wormtail and then makes him strangle himself where it's like, you know, it's never going to be, you know, Thanos takes this glove that Tony made with his, like, Iron Man. Like, all his suits, like, have personalities and, like, respond to his mm-hmm. commands, you know? And so, like, I was not thinking about that until the Infinity Stones switched hands. But it's like, yeah, that glove is, like, never going to work for you. Yeah. Oh, right? God. I, that's you know? In that kind of sentiment, like... You know, another thing I love and always talk about is when a character, um, when when someone under, underestimates a character at their own peril, right? Mm-hmm. 
and you're just like, how did you think you were going to use Tony Stark's technology against him? Like, how mm-hmm. dare you, Dane? You know, like, like it's just, it's, it's unthinkable now. Of course, they could have written it that way and it would have been fine. But the way they wrote it, it's like, <laughs> it's right. like, of course, Tony has the upper hand here. He's fucking Tony Stark. I am Iron Man, you know, like, that's who I am, you know, and that's why you lose, you know, and I, that's why I love that moment because it's just, it's the apotheosis of like the entire character's ethos, you know, what it means to be him, like summed up in like a couple seconds of like action, you know, um, and, and it, and it, and it completely, you know, negating the large sense of inevitability and hubris that Thanos had about what his success was going to be, especially considering he knew he had succeeded in the future or in the past or whatever. Right. right? So he was already arrogant about he could wipe out these humans and not, they not be a threat. Right. Before he even did the stuff in infinity war. And then he knows he won. Right. So then he's like, ah, you got the stones. I can take those from you again and then make a snap, you know? And it's like, no, you can't raw. You know, this is, this is the end game. This is the one time. Of the 14 million where you where you lose. Um and then and then the whole thing with, with Tony's funeral, I thought, was just so well done of like mm-hmm. laying this character to rest after all these years. Of course, like the sort of meta quality of knowing that like Robert Downey Jr. was the face of this franchise for so long. If those first Iron Man movies were not well received, there would be no MCU. Uh so much not only the formation of the Avengers in the movies is Iron Man responsible for, right? I love that line in, in the first one where he's like, I'm not in charge. I just pay for everything and make everyone look cool. You know, <laughs> like, right, right. Um, but like, he's such an important character in, in the world. And he's such an important character sort of outside the world in terms of these, these being movies and, and commodities and stuff. And, um, and so having him have that huge impact in Endgame and then laying his character to rest and then the whole funeral scene where you see like all these characters that, you know, um, has been in his life over the years, you know, in order. <laughs> I love that. Right. Just like depending on where you were standing, that's how much he kind of cared about you. Uh, don't take a <laughs> bit. Um, and, uh, but, then, but then again, like them just being willing to do the hard stuff, right? And not have these rosy endings and these like, oh, don't worry, Iron Man, he'll just, you know, click a button and his nano suit will fix him and he'll be fine right. and he'll fight, he'll live to fight another day. It's like, no, like these are, you know, in some ways, you know, modern tragedies, you know, uh, because some of these outcomes are, you know, not good for everybody. Uh, okay, do we have time to talk about WandaVision? Yeah, I think so. But I there's two more things I want to say before we do that. So <laughs> I, this is a quick question that I think you'll know the answer to. It, do Potatoes. What, what, oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. Um, so uh, when, um, when, you know, when Tony Stark is in the Iron Man suit, like my biggest prop. So my basic question is like in a lot of these movies, they show his face, you know, mm-hmm. like in the helmet. They'll yeah. cut to him in there and you'll see like a little like sort of display he's looking at and he'll like talk to his his latest AI. I don't know. It changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, did they do that in the first movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did. Okay. 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 Because my problem with Iron Man was always that like he's so 
faceless. Like I can't connect to the character because like it's just this robot face, you know? Yeah, so you can't actually emote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that really helped a lot with that, that you could actually see him during the battles. I don't know. I, I think that was like essential. No. I didn't remember that they did that in the first movie. In it's been a long time movie, since I've seen it. In the first movie, he 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 doesn't have his sort of normal Iron Man suit for a long time. Because the first movie is about him making his first suit, which was uh, mm-hmm. sort of like doesn't have that type of technology. It's literally he built it while he was stuck in a cave. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, it's like a it's it's basically like a literally a suit of armor, like a knight suit of armor that is like mechanical. So there's nothing right. like super high tech in it. Um, and then later by the end, he creates the, the Mark One, I, I guess it's called. But yeah, mm-hmm. so he's constantly developing suits. And for different re- and for different uses, so you know they're all called like Mark some number, right? And so Mark forty five might be the one that's built for going underwater, or one might be built for autonomous use. One might be built for so he's always making different suits. Um, as you see during the movies, he's always got a new suit, um, and he's always um, he then he has you know different AI programs that he can run. Uh, used to to kind of run them, especially usually as Jarvis. But then once Jarvis gets integrated to Ultron, then of course uh, he's got to go use his uh, other AI programs to run his suits and his stuff. Right, right, right. So potatoes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the second thing I wanted to say uh, just about Endgame is that I I you know I appreciate. So I felt like it was slightly a cop out to like say like we won't erase the past or yeah we won't erase the past but we will bring the people back who disappeared but it is also a messy thing which I like as you mentioned I do wish that you know they didn't have time for this so there's no reason they would do this and I guess WandaVision does touch on this but I do wish that there was more I kind of want I kind of want some basic stories from the world where there's half the population that disappeared for 5 years. I mean that's crazy. That's yeah. a, that's a global event the likes of which I you know I don't know that we've ever seen. Um Yeah, society would be cool. And so yeah, like infrastructure. I mean there's so many things that that should complicate and it just doesn't come across in any of this like it's 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 down to like these very small personal details that you know mm-hmm. you just don't mm-hmm. really get this sense uh overall so anyway i think it's an interesting idea and maybe they will develop it at some point in some show or movie to come mm-hmm. but uh anyway uh yeah I, I like i like the idea but it also feels like they're they're sort of having it always you know we get all the things we want you know we don't have to say stuff didn't happen but we also like don't have to show the don't have to detail all the issues yeah yeah we bring the people back i don't know like to me there's like something there uh that that just makes me makes me want more and so uh so anyway yeah that's everything but uh, yeah, I know, I know. I, yeah, well, the leftovers didn't quite do it for me either. But you know, uh, it, it it did it did focus on that for a much smaller portion of the population. So yeah, I don't know. To me, like to me, there's 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 a story there. Uh, maybe it doesn't fit in the MCU because it just doesn't like it just doesn't uh, it, it 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 doesn't agree with their sort of ethos of like what they want to focus on. But uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, 
uh yeah we could talk about uh I, but i yeah the sacrifices are great the, the funeral stuff the captain america ending captain america really grew on me over the course of the series uh mm -hmm. as did many of the characters and mm -hmm. uh yeah i i loved all that stuff the the ending ending after the big battle i liked all that was good i mm -hmm. i have no complaints about that yeah the, it was super i mean obviously super surprising for you know when when yeah i mean god Chris Evans is Captain America. It's like he's just sitting over there. Like it's weird. Yeah. Like he just showed up. Like it's like that and time travel knew. thing of like, if I time travel, then I'll come here now. And you know, you want yeah. yourself to appear at the door. You know, it's like this weird yeah. thing where like he knew where they would be. And so he just showed up. Like he just was hanging out that whole time. <laughs> and he had it on his calendar for all those years. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like interesting that it like feels instant, but it was actually like however many years you know yeah. until then like i don't know yeah that I, was good i also liked that they that they said that they tried and failed to bring back romanov mm -hmm. that, that they they said they wouldn't be able to and mm -hmm. i just i you know i just think it's i i think it's great when a a show or a movie will actually let a main character die and stay mm -hmm. dead yeah, it made her sacrifice mean something. Yeah, because yeah, if they just undid it, then it's like, well, they, they want to have it have their cake and eat it too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what saved it for me, that actually some characters did die, even though it wasn't from the disappearance. Like, you know? Uh, so it did feel like they weren't, they weren't getting a, a win on everything. Uh, an interesting tidbit, uh, if you guys go back and watch... Um, um, Captain America, the first movie, the main villain in that movie is actually the entity that we see at, uh, oh. at uh, not, is it Vormir? Is that the planet? Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, yeah. 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 Really so we, you don't know that. Um, but basically the villain gets defeated. He's a normal sort of, sort of normal human person. Uh, he gets defeated in the first movie and then we don't, we just don't know what happened to him something happens mm -hmm. and we're like oh okay we don't know what happened to him and so in uh infinity war when they first go to vormir and we see him come out of the shadows and cloak that's a huge yeah. thing and you know he's like, that's funny because i thought the way they played that i scene, could tell it was yeah. supposed to be a reveal but yeah. it was just like i don't know who that is so okay yeah it's <laughs> that's a big deal it's a super surprise. Nobody, there was no one thinking, oh, I know what happened to Red Skull. He's over here guarding the Soul Stone. It, it, no, mm -hmm. like that's just not a thing anybody knew. So it was a huge deal to just see like, oh, this is what happened. This was his punishment for fucking with the Tesseract. Um, okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I loved, uh, I loved Natasha's sacrifice and how that, you know, her and Hawkeye competing to die yeah, for the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was and, a good scene. And it's because it's like, that. well, who's the better fighter? Because that's who's going to win this. And, you know, and it's one of the things Marvel does really well is, and this is like a comic book thing, is we want to see our heroes fight each other. We don't want them mm -hmm. to be mad at each other, but we want to see just who's the best and how their powers work. So they did that in <laughs> Avengers 1, where Thor is fighting Hulk and Iron Man. Like, they come up with these mm -hmm. reasons for them to fight each other. And Captain America mm -hmm. Civil War is the best example of that, where literally the Avengers team gets split on two sides and they have to like, they get split from a philosophical difference that turns physical. 
and they end up fighting each other and you get to go okay well this is what it looks like for these people to fight each other um so it was a huge yeah so that was that was a cool thing to kind of see and like natasha romanoff black widow is one of my favorite characters in the whole thing uh she's she's in a way like the best fighter not you know for her weight class uh one of my favorite things is an infinity <laughs> like right. like if you, if you know like if you just watch her right. in her she's movie, just a human but she's, she's just a, a really human but she's sort of fighter. more deadly than anybody else per you know relatively because like in the beginning of civil captain america civil war they go to a, an event they're fighting the people literally like captain america's there wanda's there they all take a falcon is there and they all take out like one two three four bad guys each and this like montage natasha comes on the scene for her for her part i i always like to count it it's like 11 bad guys she takes out like in the same amount of like ser- like she's just on a fucking another level and I love that they consistently show that by her. And like one of my favorite things where they show that is uh, in Infinity War, you know, was just that great sequence where like um, uh, Scarlet Witch, you know, Wanda and Fal- and uh, Vision have been trying to like, you know, live and have their little romance apart from the world, but they realize they got to go back to the world. And they can't live in this fantasy forever, you know. Hint, hint for Wanda Vision. Right. And, yeah. Indeed. Um, and and then so the children of Thanos attack and they you know they get the jump on them and so they're barely able to like keep up in the fighting right and then just when you think oh no we're gonna get you know we're not gonna really be able to win this fight because Vision is hurt and Wanda's you know trying to protect him and and fight too and uh and then the train goes by and everybody stops it's like a western moment right it's mm-hmm. like you know da 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 you know like the mm-hmm. whole western thing you can just hear it playing and then like who's the man in the shadow it's captain america right he so he shows up falcon shows up and they all like start fighting and as soon as as soon as fuck widow shows up she has never fought i forgot the guy's name i forgot the the children Thanos she was fighting but the guy with the spear and and she has never fought these people before never seen them before and she gets a fatal blow in two hits in two moves <laughs> He gets a fatal blow against a fighter who's stronger and faster than she is. And like, that's the thing about, I, I feel like it's like under, she's, she's underrated as a fighter. If she had, if she had Captain America super soldier serum, she <laughs> would be, she would be better than him. Now the thing about him is like, he's got the thing about the super soldier serum. Is it like, and the reason he's so unique is it amplifies, it amplifies what's inside of you. And he's got this innate goodness so it's one of those things where it's like the the more he's fighting for something good, the sort of stronger he becomes and more he can sort of do in a way. So his power levels kind of it feels like it can kind of grow based on the challenge. And so, you know, versus like a normal person who just has like a maximum right. output of energy or power, or whatever. And so uh, but anyway, I I I I yeah, I love everything about what they've done with their character, the the dichotomy between being an assassin and being used and being brainwashed. Yeah, there was some interesting hints about her backstory in Ultron mm-hmm. when she got that vision of like the ballet school that I guess wasn't a ballet school. I don't know. I got a little confused. It was an that. assassin school. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was an assassin school that was fronted. I don't know. To me, like it was like the Americans almost uh, meets the comic she, book she world. Took an, like, she took an elective. She took ballet as an elective in assassin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was a, it was a that or needlepoint, you know, and she's like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, she's got a really interesting backstory. Again, super messy, and you know, she's tries over the course of the movies, she tries to be more 
than the killer that she was taught to be. It's a similar thing with Winter Soldier, right? He's he's guilty. He feels the guilt that someone used his body, brainwashed his mind and used his body as a weapon that he had no control of. Hydra did that basically and used him as a killer for decades as an assassin. Uh, so that's why when you see, you know, um, uh, Black Widow lead, you know, in in game being kind of in charge you know that's part of her character arc going from like the lone assassin outsider to finally kind of joining a team that feels like a family to like now being the matriarch almost of like what's left of all that stuff you know um and like trying to trying to hold all together um uh yeah you guys should really just watch all the other movies i mean (laughs) there's only a couple that i don't think are that great the rest, I think you, you well, you've seen all the characters at some point by now. Uh, so you already go into it, you know, having a sense of what they do and who they are and their, their sort of like character type and stuff like that. Um, I was going to say, since we've been podcasting for a while, maybe we can do a WandaVision podcast another time so we don't shortchange WandaVision. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, I think that sounds, yeah, that sounds that good. That makes sense. Yeah, because I and think it is, it is so an abrupt kind of shift. There is a lot. There is a lot. It's it's totally separate and yet connected. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, just about the four Avengers movies, you guys are happy you saw them. You you you're, you're oh yeah them. yeah. I was very surprised how much they grew on me over the course of watching them. Um, in terms of the characters and in terms of the storylines. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I was expecting to find them mediocre to okay. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they were better than that. I, I have to admit, I, I don't know. I have problems with certain aspects of them. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, they exceeded my expectations by far. So I can't complain. Nice. Uh, I would definitely recommend them um, in general. Um uh, you know, especially two, three, and four. <laughs> but here's the I thing: enjoy- you're gonna go back and watch one, and you're gonna fall. You're gonna like it. I really probably enjoy more. it more now. Yeah, I think more. you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely. just missing context. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it would be interesting now to watch the the movies in their order. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole world. And, you know, if you're, like, obsessed with details and, like, connections between things, like I am. I don't I, know anyone like that. I think that. there's a lot to, you know, <laughs> yeah, enjoy that's about great. It. If you like serialized storytelling, you like character development, there's so much out there with these characters. And you get to see them, you know, develop bit by bit over time, you know. Um, and it's nice that most of the movies are, are, are entertaining above and beyond that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, They're I would definitely. very long. They are pretty long. The earlier ones in the standalone movies won't obviously be as long. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, watch them in the order they were released, I guess. I mean, you can also watch them in like a chronological order. Which yeah, there's is some weird weird. timeline stuff, apparently, because there's going to be a Black Widow movie and her character's dead. So yeah, it's going to be like a flashback. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, no, I mean, I, as I said sort of in the beginning, I, I, I just love that even when I don't really know what they're referencing i just think it adds so much depth and texture to have this massive kind of set Mm -hmm. of mythologies that they're drawing from um so yeah filling in some of those blanks i I was i was very pleasantly surprised with um with all of them and and increasing yeah 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 increasing yeah i think i think like for for end game like i i'm kind of tempted to I'm kind of tempted to, 
it's it's weird because like it, to me it has the most interesting plot but also the most disappointing plot so it's like i i feel ambivalent about that i love the character stuff though so i can't complain yeah. about that so it's sort of like it's like balanced out by like things so it's it's hard for me to sum it up you know because like mm -hmm. i really like certain aspects certain aspects i find disappointing or clunky and then like it's yeah mm -hmm. so i I, I struggle to come up with a single, it's like, I, you know, I feel like the, I feel like the plot is like, it's like a mixture of A plus and C minus and, you yeah. know, and the character stuff is like solid, solid A minus. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what that adds up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, I, but I did enjoy it. It was a satisfying, you know, ending to the thing. It felt like mm -hmm. it followed from Infinity War. It delivered a lot of surprises it was probably a little much if you had if you're out of context with some of these uh characters that are from the yeah. other movies so you know if you're thinking about watching these i, I actually think it, it might be worth it to spoiler watch alert another, if, if you um, haven't seen them yet spoiler yeah alert. i know i know i yeah it's it's gonna be weird listening to this if you haven't seen the movies so maybe it's weird for me to even say anything like this but i would just say if you know anyone who's thinking about it uh yeah i mean i would i would just say uh, it's probably not a bad idea to like dive in a little more seriously to, to sort of get the full appreciation mm -hmm. um, because I think it is like followable, but the, the, the extra yeah. like hit of fun that you get from knowing the things they're talking about, like does yeah. make a difference. Yeah. It really, really, really does. I mean, those, <clears throat> and that's why they keep doing it, you know, because yeah. you get, those hits of like oh i remember that from that movie or oh i remember when they talked about this thing or this is a callback from that or or wow like you know back to back to cab willing the hammer right of like that goes back to age of ultron you know yeah. um that whole thing and and the whole concept that like when, when thor's like i knew it like i knew he he was he could have he could have lifted it you know it's, it's like you weren't like yelling about that this whole time what do you mean you knew it right um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. he was going to everybody hey by the way i know he can but um but just, <laughs> just that detail of like oh okay he knew what was up back then. oh i love fat thor i i feel like i gotta say something about oh, fat, fat thor, thor because like because like that's like a battlestar galactica thing like with fat <laughs> lee you know and i just thought like it was mm. a hilarious and strangely affecting thing that they did to have thor yeah. like drinking and drinking is drowning his sorrows and like and doing big lebowski references like that was so weird i sorry i i can't talk about that without I love, that was great i love that his mom sees him and immediately knows that he's traveling through time i think it's so yeah her she's part of it is she's a witch so she's got some specialness but i think mm -hmm. that but it's really the mom thing it's like Mm -hmm. I can tell you're not you're not the normal Thor. You're not my normal right, Thor. Right. Like, look at you. Like, yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no and, and we've seen scenes like that, those time travel scenes like that before. Or, and they did that in this movie, right? Where it's like, okay, they run into somebody and blah, blah, blah. You have to pretend you're somebody else, that you're not time traveling. But yeah, mm -hmm. cut through the chase. And, and he's also like needing his mommy. I mean, that's part of what he was so upset about back to Infinity War is he had systematically lost... Mm -hmm his mom and his dad and yeah. then you know his sister he had to kill his sister that's thor three spoiler alert uh and um i think they referenced that yeah, at some point yeah. yeah um and and so yeah getting you know so anyway having that be you know that brief moment where he gets to like confide in his mom you know and like let go of, of like 
pretending he's fine for just a second was really, I think, pretty nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cool. I, I agree. Fat Thor was super. I mean, when you guys go back and watch the original Thor movie, you're not even you're barely going to recognize him. I mean, he was so. I mean, he's kind of what you see in Avengers one, but like even by Avengers one, he's more, um, I don't know what, I don't want to say humanized, but he's less of like the, the classic Thor arrogant stick up his butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the greatest of everything guy. Cause that's mm-hmm. really part of his character arc is him getting beat down completely to a pulp. Uh, and, uh, cause even in the beginning of, of infinity war, right. I mean, that's what's so great about the beginning that, that part of that movie is like, they're on the Asgardian ship. Thanos has, is attacked, you know, Thor is in cap is captive and, and Loki's there. And he, you know, Thanos is trying to get the, the Tesseract and he's like, you're going to lose because we've got a Hulk. And you're like, Oh shit. Hulk is here. You got Hulk and Thor, bitch. Y'all going down. Like, there's no way Thanos is can can defeat the Hulk. And then you see him start fighting, and then like um, Dumas, whatever the fucking dude's name is, like, let Thanos have his fun. You know, let him fight this uh, the Hulk by himself. You know, and Thanos bre- was not breaking a sweat, pummeling yeah. Thor to the ground. And you're like, oh shit, this is a different kind of villain. Uh, this is not normal Uh, our heroes don't lose this way not Thor and the Hulk the two strongest Avengers like what what are we in for here you know Um, so yeah so that whole part of like Thor's journey into darkness like that's that 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 powerful defeat right I mean it, it was so well done and like you know they really just do a good job of thinking through like what would normal, what would people do in these situations? How would they react to a cataclysmic loss like that? Um, you know, and uh, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you do in those types of situations? So yeah, Fat Thor, I mean, all the comedy they got out, you know, uh, was, was really good. And, um, and, and, and it, <laughs> they've been the whole time. Yeah. And, and one of the things I really liked, and I think audiences liked is even by the end of the movie, when he you know, gets kind of gets back to being normal Thor and he gets his lightning and stuff back and he's, you know, fighting is normal. He didn't just lose the gut. He didn't, he didn't get back know, in yeah. shape. He never did. Yeah. I was so amazed. Cause like, I'm about to start yeah. there's like one scene where Lee's working out and he's like normal. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't like, afford the like, Yeah. It's like, you would have expected when uh, there's, you know, when he's, he, he and uh, Tony and, and Cap are like on the hill staring down at Thanos before the big fight. And Thor, which is another little great moment when he sticks both of his hands out and Stormbreaker and Mjolnir like like fly to his hand. Anyway, and he gets charged yeah. up with with lightning, and then his like suit forms, you know, from the lightning. And it's like that's the moment where the fat would get melted off, and his six yeah. pack would come back. And you go, oh, okay, he's back to. Yeah. But I, I thought, I mean, there there were some PC issues with him being fat Thor and getting comedy out and being overweight uh, that I understand. But one of the things I thought was well done on the other hand was that they didn't they didn't say he's better when he's not fat right Right. but they did say his poor health was in response to trauma and and is not taking care of himself things like that but they're not saying oh okay once he's over that that means he won't be fat anymore because being fat's bad 
And so right. he'll, only, he'll only be good Thor once he's not fat anymore. And so they didn't do that, which I thought mm-hmm. was the smart move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I'm generally not a fan of, of fat jokes, uh, but I thought that... Um, it, it, to me, know, it wasn't was really so... so much that he was fat per se as like where his character was. Right. It was that he was the diametrically opposed to the concept of Thor, right? Exactly. Like, it's, yeah. It's funny. It's it's not that he's fat. He's he's the opposite he's of a loafer. Yeah. 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 It's also the drinking and the like loafing around. Like and, you know, it's like with a roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Playing video. It's yeah. like that I, is really like. It, it contrasts in such a weird way with like mm-hmm. who you think Thor is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I, I think uh, I think that's I think that's why it worked. Um, and and didn't yeah, it didn't really feel to me like they were trying to like fat shame per se. I don't know, but I I, I guess it's a it's a line you walk when you do a storyline like it's, that. Yeah, it did feel a little bit like they were poking fun at how over the top ripped he had been in the previous movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just the general yeah. idea that, um, uh, yeah. That's why I thought it was a great idea. So and the fact that he never comes back. And that that uh, that Hulk scene that you mentioned, I think is the last scene where we get like normal Hulk in the entire Avengers saga. Like that first scene where Thanos yeah. uh, beats him up. Like, like he doesn't come out again in that movie. There's a whole thing mm-hmm. where he, he's not coming out. And then he's integrated in Endgame. So <laughs> there's just like, yeah. it's weird. It's weird. Like, like that, I, I do think that's, maybe that is underdeveloped. My, my assumption was that they had developed that in, in, a, in a movie somewhere, but apparently not. So yeah, I think, um, yeah. I think they dropped the ball a little bit on Hulk. Uh, I think there was something the, to do there that they should have yeah. filled in. The only thing you're kind of missing is, is in Thor 3, you know, so after after Hulk leaves the team at the end of, of Iron Man of, of, of Avengers two, he ends up getting transported to another planet, and he and he he ends up being like trapped on this planet and forced to fight in this like uh, Roman style gladi- you know alien gladiatorium thing, and he spends like a year or something as the Hulk, and so when Bruce when we see Bruce in Infinity War like that beginning scene. Like that's, I think one of the first time, well, well, we see it in Thor three, but basically like he had spent a very, very long time being Hulk and not being Banner. So Mm -hmm. I think that's supposed to be kind of the context on what happens after that when, when the Hulk like doesn't want to come back out anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think it has something to do with Thanos beating his ass. I like, I just, I can't tell exactly (laughs) why he doesn't want to come out and It's weird that they don't say, yeah. that was strange i thought that was yeah. very strange it was interesting but yeah it just kind of underdeveloped yeah it well it, it's it's kind of like it forces bruce to have to fight you know in a way he's not used to fighting before um which is good for him but then but yeah i just feel like there's like a scene missing that would have connected all these yeah. parts and made it make sense. That way, at the end, when you have Smart Hulk, is I think what they use, what they call him, basically Bruce Banner, <laughs> who looks like Hulk. Yeah. Um, you would feel like Hulk got what he wanted too, right. and not just that, like the uh, the Banner personality won out and got the best of both worlds. It just took the yeah. The so it's yeah. yeah. So it's like I, I don't know what Hulk wanted, so I don't know if he did he lose this, you know, or not. But right. 
Well, well suffice it to say, we had a lot to say about. Yeah, yeah they, I, I, mean, we barely I know. I think we yeah. didn't even hit all the details here, but yeah. uh, it's there's a lot. I mean, it's a big story. So speaking of yeah. Hulk, one of my favorite moments in all the movies, but particularly in Avengers One, is at the end when you know the team is like recouping, trying to figure out how to how to defeat the Shatari invasion. And all the huge alien ships are flying around and aliens are everywhere. And they're trying to cover their game plan. And like, where's Banner? And Banner shows up on his little moped, like late to the fight. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. We'll talk about this next time. Remind us to talk about this thing that I don't understand, which is Hulk's secret. There's this whole running line about what is Hulk in Avengers 1 about what is your secret, Right. How do you not turn into the Hulk? We all know that oh, when yeah. Bruce Banner gets angry, he gets involuntarily triggered into being the Hulk. So the question is, how how do you hold that back? What do you do to keep your anger down? And the punchline reveal to that question, I don't quite. I think I'm a little too left brain to get this or something, but like because I don't really understand the logic. But basically, the the what he says is. Cause, cause Tony's like, okay, brute, like, you know, you see this huge Leviathan, which is the huge alien worm ship, troop transport ship, flying through the streets, coming at all the Avengers, and Tony's like, okay, yeah, suit up, Bruce, like, time to be the Hulk, like, get angry, do whatever you got to do to like change to the Hulk so we can fight. He goes, that's it, that's my secret. I'm always angry. And then he one he like turns around in one move, morphs into the Hulk, and then one punches this huge fucking ship, which which is one of the best moments of my entire life. Like that, <laughs> like up into the. I mean, the other Avengers moments in later movies kind of can top that, but like that's one of the most. I was like, I, I just how do you? I mean, this is just the best thing ever. Uh, yeah, one punching this fucking huge shit monster creature thing, and you're like. That's the Avengers. Um, but anyway, that was the thing I don't really understand. And it, it has something to do with how the question was raised because he's like, the secret to me not getting angry is that I'm always angry. And I just don't understand that as a as a logic flow. Um, so I don't know if that, if you guys caught that or that stood out. In I did head. catch that yeah. and I also didn't understand it. So, oh, did you? I, well, our brains are probably similar and not. Yeah, I, th- I, talk, I think I so. Other people, I've talked to other people about this and they, they don't have a hang up about it. And I, so I don't know why. Somehow it makes sense to people and the creators of the movie, it made sense to them. I don't get it. I don't understand. Cause I, yeah. I just feel like it has to do with like, and just how the 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 use of the language is like yeah. how it got confused mm-hmm. me when they're like because he's like well what's your secret is it Pilates is it yoga is it what do you, you know what do you do to 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 not mm-hmm. be angry and it's like well there's no there is no secret because I feel like the answer should have been the secret is there is no secret I feel like that's the answer because the because the because the question was wrong the question mm-hmm. is. How do you transform into the Hulk? That's the real question. We make this assumption he does it through being angry. And therefore, he stops it by not being angry. Therefore, we're going to ask the question, what's your secret to not being angry or to, to not transform? Mm-hmm. You know, But that's not really what the question should be because he's angry all the time. So really, there is no secret. Like The secret is... He's angry all the time. Yeah, maybe that's what that's supposed to mean. Yeah, which I, which I, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think that's 
Yeah, go ahead. Since you mentioned the Hulk, I'm sorry, this is like kind of a nitpicky point, but I just, I'm, I can't. Since we're on the topic, I'm going to have to mention it. Can we just talk about Hulk's pants? Because oh like, they don't rip off all the time. Because like, yeah, yeah like, so like, yeah. it's like he wears big pants. Is that what we're supposed to think? No. Like, yeah, but this is, look, this is we're just supposed to, like, this is the, yeah, this is suspension of disbelief. And <laughs> yeah, this is like my complaint about how all the alien, uh, nearly all the aliens in the Delta Quadrant are humanoid. Like, it's because they're played by human actors, right? So, you like, would be yeah, Hulk. You would see naked Hulk all the time. Uh, I yeah. think you're supposed to think like you're supposed to think he not that he wears because obviously he doesn't wear pants that are that are big enough to fit Hulk because they wouldn't fit him at all. But I think you're supposed to think like maybe he wears some pants with a little bit of elastic in there, a little bit of lycra, a little stretching, a little stretch. But it, it it is beyond it's beyond the suspension of disbelief in that way because like his shirt rips off everything else rips off his shoes. Yeah, I was just like, oh, and like, so there's this moment I forget what movie it was. Oh it, I think it was the first two where he falls and he's naked and his pants are there, and I'm like, what? Like, but. What you were wearing? You were wearing, had, you were wearing had, the pants when you were the Hulk. No, but they got stretched. And then he out. lands, and he's not wearing the pants. And it's like, what happened? They blew off. Well, like, I don't and that one, yeah, and that one, in that one, when he when he landed, he yeah he, yeah his his pants don't shrink back down. So that's a thing that doesn't I don't think happen. Yeah, but. that's where I that's where I got confused. I was like, wait, but I thought he has okay. to he has to like change clothes. I think they showed that in like Avengers 2. I think like after okay. Returns, he he's like wearing different clothes or something. Like yeah. 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 He the pants can only expand one way they don't. <laughs> Now, what's funny is Tony could probably make him some pants that do that. Yeah, that's what know. I was thinking they should do. They should have some kind of weird lore about, like, these are, like, expanding pants that can no. fit anyone at any time. And so Deleted when scenes. grows, scenes. the pants grow. And then, you know, I mean, that's it is kind of ridiculous. But it's it's just this weird conceit about Hulk that, you know, just the logic of, like, getting so much bigger so quickly, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, wow. yeah, it just creates some complicated, I understand why they did it. It doesn't really bother me that much, but since you mentioned Hulk, uh, I just had to say it because I did spend some time fretting about the pants. You sure did. So, <laughs> well, it, you know, I personally can't wait to apply this level of analysis to WandaVision. And yeah, WandaVision has a lot of details, and I think it is worth, like, spend, you know, spending the time. I mean, it's, it's a little less pants-centric than the Avengers. Yeah. I would say. There's some dresses, too. Yeah. There are. There are significant and ones. decades. <laughs> well, cool, guys. So this has been fun. Um, I'm happy you guys got to see it and enjoyed it. We got to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Marvel is doing something that I think is that most people, obviously, is successful. But I think most people can kind of get into in some on some level, whether they like comic book action movies or not. And so I think that's what's fun about it and, and kind of impressive about what they do. The quality is usually really high. And then it, and it's and it's, you know, a wider audience can actually get something out of them um and uh and they can just have different types of stories and you know it's not all action there can be comedy you know and there can be a lot of other cool stuff that uh that people can get into so glad you guys are part of the mcu now you're uh drinking the kool-aid yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we finally yeah. joined this yeah. like giant cultural phenomenon that what, we've just uh, been hiding from. So yeah, I it's, uh, once exciting. you guys once you guys go see all the movies, I am gonna recommend <laughs> you guys um, when you when you have time for a new TV show, watch uh, Marvel Agents of Shield. Um, yes. I did not like it when it really originally came on, but I went back and watched it recently for the first time, and just really really loved it. Uh, I mean. You get, you know, you guys know Agent Coulson, um, and it's uh, about him leading. Um, you know, it, it, it's in the same canon as the movies. So when some of the big events of the movies happen, the show will sort of talk about them, and so you can kind of see where it lines up in the timeline. Uh, but it's really well done. So when you're ready for like, it, you know, it's it's sort of a crime uh, spy show. Like an alias, but it's like Marvel meets alias or something. Uh, Sounds good. Okay. Fringe, but um, yeah. Cool, guys. All right. All right. Until next time. Thanks. Until next time. All right. See you next time. One second. Oh, man.